0: up everybody welcome to carpets and coffee number 76 we have trey with us from cold-blooded caffeine it's been a long time coming what's up man glad to uh, to have you um yeah.
1: yeah so uh so how you been man yeah <laughs> yeah long time coming yeah no it's it's been good it's been good yeah we appreciate you guys uh supporting <laughs> us and and advertising for us on the show, so glad to finally get on and put a face to the name and all that good stuff. So
0: yeah, 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 man. I mean, it's like my two favorite things in the world: it's coffee and coffee candy, and snakes, and like snakes.
1: That, <laughs> that I mean, you named a show about it. Who would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a
0: really easy
2: sell to get Eric on board, like for that, like
1: yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. There must not have been a
2: lot of twisting. You've been like, "Hey, you're
1: like." <laughs> I know. I, really I told Owen. one email. Yeah, I, I did. he, he I was didn't like, even fight me on it. No, he sure would. Sure, be a sponsor. Yeah, it's like, fine. Absolutely. People are
2: like, I would like to send you free cages. there Eric's like,
1: mm, maybe.
2: But like, you guys are this. like coffee. And he's like, oh shit, yeah.
0: <laughs> this is true. Yeah, yep. Owen's That's been hammering cool. me about numbers and stats and figures, and, the, 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 and I was just like, oh my god, this is such a pain in the. Yes, and you're just like uh, so. You want a sponsor? You want
2: want a bag of coffee? Yeah. (laughs) I don't even have to ask any questions. All right.
0: (laughs) I guess you have to understand, Trey. Like the like most people, when we go on herp trips, (laughs) this is like the number one thing that they have to figure out how to get me. Yes, (laughs) coffee. You know,
2: we figure out (laughs) when we leave at the like ass crack of dawn to go herping. We have to know where we will stop to get the coffee. Otherwise, Eric will not be partaking in the trip. He'll yeah. be there. Yeah.
0: yeah. So well, I almost missed Owen Pelly pythons because of coffee. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. No, that happened at night. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> uh, so I guess let's start at the beginning, man. Let's, I mean, yeah. I know. T- talk to me about how you came up with this idea. What's how you got into reptiles and how you got into coffee.
1: Yeah, sure. So, uh I mean, like every like most people's story, I've been chasing frogs and snakes and stuff around the house for since I was a little kid. So, I started on the reptile side. Um I when I graduated, so in college, I kept some some stuff, but you know, limited with what you could keep in the dorms. Once yeah. I I was <laughs> one of those guys, yeah. Once I got out of college, I went crazy and yeah. had about, about <laughs> one of everything. Um So, you know, I had I had boas and carpets and ball pythons and geckos and you know all everything that I could get a hold of uh I mean this was so this was probably back in 2010 um so it was mostly like pet store stuff so like I I would mm. go to our local reptile shop whatever they had in that's what I got um mm. and so uh, you know, a bunch of stuff that probably I had no business. Get, like I had Timor monitors and I had, you know, like stuff that uh, a pet keeper probably shouldn't have had been able to get their hands on. That's something
2: know. you really want to like figure out while you're right. on the fly yeah, with right. it. Yeah, so, it a-
1: But, but I think most of us that have been doing this for a while had that phase, right? Where I, I mean had, we had to have one of everything. So 100%. far, so
2: far you've, you've done everything I've been doing, but then like, you're like coffee and I went podcast. So yeah. like so far, so <laughs> yep. far, like you're like, what, what, could keep in the dorm yeah i only had 15 in the dorm but yeah okay yeah. and then yeah. like oh yeah 2010 was when everything exploded yeah okay yeah, so we're, we're about we're the same right there. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> so um i i ended up getting married in 2012 narrowed my focus a bit you know you know new family everything mm-hmm. so i did narrow my focus a bit I actually went out of reptiles for about two years and did saltwater aquariums uh so really big into to reef tanks um, for, for a little while, we, I still have one, like there's one in the, in the lobby of the, of the roastery here, uh, but it's, it's a little guy compared to what I used to do, but, um, did that for a stretch, um, overlapped it again with reptiles again. So I came back in, um, did ball pythons exclusively for about six years or so. Um, and did did the whole breeding thing. Uh, decided that that wasn't really where I wanted to go. Uh, you know, I, I it's nothing against ball pythons. They they serve their place in the hobby, but I I kind of got tired of opening bins and seeing the same snake. Um, and again, I think that's a direction that a lot of people go. Um, yep. So then yep. I started to um, again more strategically this time but again start to like spread out again um to see i, I did not go into monitors <laughs>
2: like I did the last time it, it was yeah. like a grab bag like it was some sort of sweepstakes learned, or you're just grabbing yeah learning my it.
1: lesson <laughs> um i eventually landed on larger colubrids um so like bull snakes chinese king rats false yes, yes. Like crebos. <laughs> so so that, that's kind of where the the crazy plane landed good um, and that's what i keep now uh, i have s- some odds and ends stuff just stuff that again don't fit any need but i have them because i want them and it's cool you know yeah like the, i have a frill dragon over here in the lobby of the shop that just cool out. he's
2: cool i mean that's um, that's awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean yeah. I've,
1: got, I've got a Honduran milk snake that's an ambassador animal i've got some a couple like i've got some lo- locality boas uh mo- again all those are all pets the the only thing that i focus on breeding are those larger colubrids um, so that's the reptile side. So I, I eventually got to where I wanted to be with the, with the reptile side Okay. for the coffee. Um, so McKendrick and I, um, who unfortunately couldn't be here tonight, but, uh, my business partner in, in cold blooded caffeine, um, we worked together for eight or nine years outside of reptiles, outside of coffee, uh, okay. we, um, we worked in automotive manufacturing for two different companies, actually. So we worked together at one company for um, about two or three years. Okay, um, And then the other company for the remainder of the time. So um, McKendrick's background is supply chain distribution management, mines, customer service, customer success management. So um, interestingly enough, we always didn't get along very well. <laughs> you know, he was the materials <laughs> manager and I was the customer service manager. And so <laughs> it, it often came to a head um, a lot. So the fact that we're actually both still here well i can't really prove that he's still here
2: uh, we we have to take your word for that
1: i mean yeah he hasn't been seen in a little while so he hasn't made any public appearances so um, he's still alive like yeah he's. I i promise just don't look over there yeah yeah so uh we we worked together for about eight years outside of um outside of the coffee business for so we had a little bit of gap it, I mentioned that we worked for two different companies in between those two different companies um we were both looking for new employment and we started talking about opening a business back then so this was 2018 um, okay. we we were looking to start a business. So we had gone through all the ideas. Like we'd done looking at e-commerce, like men's accessories. We looked at warehouses. We looked, I mean, anything possible that we thought, Hey, you know, we could make some money doing this, see if we could open a business. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And we never really landed on anything. So we both ended up finding a job um, at the same plant again uh, for the next couple of years. And kind of tabled everything. So mm-hmm. about two, two and a half years ago, um, we decided, you know what, let's not wait until we need it again. Let's start having these meetings to see if we could come up with something to, to start a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so we did that. So we would meet once a week trying to come up with ideas. And, and again, it was just stuff that was just random stuff that really didn't make sense. Um, one day, I've always been kind of a coffee nut. I was the guy in the break room at of the office with the French press, trying to get boiling water out of the 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 <laughs> Everybody up, else you know? is
2: using like K cups, and you're like, I, right. I, I don't
1: yeah. yeah, <laughs> have a little burner you? on my desk trying to boil water. <laughs> you know, um, so I was that guy. Uh, so I'd always been into coffee. So I was in the grocery store one day trying to find some coffee, um, and you know, I started noticing things. I was like. Do I want a Brazilian coffee? Do I want a Colombian coffee? Do I want a Costa Rican coffee? And I'm like, oh man, I've I've got hunter and milk snakes. I've got Colombian boas. I've got mm-hmm. Brazilian rainbow boas.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that's interesting. I, I mentioned to McKendrick, and I was like, hey, this is this is kind of interesting correlation. Like, I, I know the reptile side. I, I know what these animals are. I, I know that they're, you know, there are some things from a conservation standpoint that we can do here. Mm -hmm. but is coffee good for reptiles like i don't want to go in and like say hey let's do coffee and right cutting down rainforest to plant coffee trees and i'm like oh (laughs) you know that's not a good (laughs) one so so we um so so we we researched a little bit and we found quite a few studies uh one of them from from like university studies that say uh coffee is actually um Good for reptile biodiversity in those habitats, um, mm-hmm. and so a, a lot of them are like. Uh, so, just for transparency' sake, coffee is a montane plant; it likes to grow at elevation. So, mm-hmm. there there is a point where reptiles no longer thrive, right? Yeah, temperature, right? So, right. like, it's not it's not a one to one correlation, but where they do overlap, there are studies, and a lot of them are like in India and Vietnam and like uh, Sumatra, where. Their lower elevation coffees. Mm-hmm. They'll do studies with reptile biodiversity and the coffee plants, and they have proven that there are um, increased level of reptile activity in areas that are producing coffee plants. So we were like, okay, sounds good. Better. That's great. Yeah. And then when you start looking at it more, um, like you look at organizations that that promote coffee conservation, which is like Rainforest Alliance, Fair Trade Alliance, all these things. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing a lot of work in country to give back in especially rainforest Alliance um, giving back to the, the local um, conservation groups to make sure that they're promoting those um, old, old wood forests and things like that. So to make sure that the, they're keeping the rainforest where they are um, not, not even planting new rainforest, but like preserving the areas that are currently there. So um, we were able to both prove that reptiles do well in, in mm-hmm. coffee plantations and also, that the organizations that we support, rainforest Alliance, those kinds of things are also giving back into the ways that we would like from a an animal conservation group standpoint. so right. Um, that's
2: nice, awesome. I, I, yeah. and, that, and that's a good thing that's something that's good to you thought of that because I wouldn't have. And then like I would have been the one with my hand caught in the cookie jar and like, oh, right, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
1: so that's me. so i'm I'm the visionary. I come yeah. up with a lot of good ideas. And thank goodness that McKendrick's here to like you know rein them back in a little bit because I I've come up with some dweebs man I come up with that, that doesn't
2: sound like anybody we know
1: <laughs> well, this doesn't uh, sound
2: like anybody we know with somebody that, like we should do a magazine and I'm like well, no like, <laughs> n- like, no
1: <laughs> yeah I'm the one you know I've got like bits and pieces and torn up parts and tinkering stuff all over this place and McKendrick's like you know what would be nice let's just roast some coffee. We did just do that. <laughs> like, how, about, how about we just do that? Hit a lane yeah. here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nice. So,
0: so uh, yeah. So, okay. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, like, so
2: like the next step after that is like, did you have to go to like coffee school or something? Like, did you have to learn all the different things that you have to do for that kind of stuff?
1: Uh, I mean, kind of. So yeah. there's, there's enough resources. Most coffee roasters, um, are somewhat self-taught. Um, so, so it is kind of a culture of tinkering, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of what made I'm a tinkerer. I like that kind of stuff. So I, that's what kind of interested me in it. There's not like any right or wrong way to do it. People will tell you there's right or wrong ways to do it. Um, and if there's a coffee roaster on here that's listening to this, they'll probably (laughs) say that I'm wrong. but like you, you learn, and it's what you want to taste, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's an item that you consume that you roast to what you like. And so the coffee that I roast is the coffee that I like. So right. I just, yeah. I just, I actually have our first coffee roaster. It's like the museum of coffee roasters. So I've got the little <laughs> coffee roaster up here that I learned on. And if you go to our YouTube channel and look at our commercial coffee roaster 101 video, you'll see this little coffee roaster. And it's, I mean, it's about this tall and it's an air roaster and it, It roasts about six ounces of coffee at a time. So if you bought a a bag of cold blooded caffeine coffee uh, in probably August to November, no, August to September of 2022, 2021. You bought a bag of coffee off this this teeny tiny little roaster <laughs> that I was roasting in my backyard. And <laughs> holy shit! To the pop. So oh. it took it took me about forty minutes to make one bag. So, <laughs> so that you was be, the first you better thing. enjoy that bag. Goddamn yeah, it! was, like like that was blood, done, sweat, and tears. But I lot. so I, so no so I mean it was it was many trial and errors roasting mm-hmm. on on this little coffee roaster to what I. um what I liked. I mean, the basic principle is pretty easy to understand. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can read a book and you can say, "Oh, okay, I, I do these certain things," and you end up with something that's like, "Oh, okay, that tastes like coffee. That's great." And, and to that point, it's kind of encouraging where you're right. like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." But then you keep tinkering and tinkering and tinkering, and you're like, "Oh, okay." I'm actually making good coffee now and then you, you get encouraged and you like okay now I'm going to buy this new machine and then right. you see how I go down that that's that, yeah, yeah. that lane again you see how it gets there so. I mean
2: I mean we're, we're reptile nuts like of right. course we of course there are lanes that we go down and right. your your toys get more advanced as you yeah. progress like yeah yeah it all sounds yeah. right yeah.
0: how yeah. how difficult is it to even start a coffee business is it is it yeah. very competitive is it
1: it it is fairly competitive, um, but there's also enough coffee drinkers that uh, you can you can get customers. Like I mean, just room, yeah. <laughs> it's a consumable item, so people are willing to like give it a try because mm-hmm. their cost of entry isn't very high. You know, you're talking yeah. fifteen to twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. You okay? I'll, I'll give it a try and see what this is about. Um, whereas opposed to the barriers of entry to being a coffee roaster are quite high. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I mean, you can get in like that little machine up there that I was telling you about. That's 250 bucks, 300 bucks. I mean, that's not a whole lot of investment to like, see, oh, I'm really into this or this isn't going to (laughs) work out. But (laughs) then the next step up, there's no good next step, right? It's like, okay, I've got $250. Our next row. So we have. I guess technically three, if you count that one, but we'll never roast on that again, except if like it's a special occasion or something like that, just for fun <laughs> um, at my retirement party. When we're 40 years of cold-blooded caffeine, you'll drink
2: out of it and be like, Oh, but, uh, this is, oh. <laughs> that's, that's not that
1: great. Yeah. That, but, so the next, <laughs> our next roaster up is like $3,000 roaster. So you're going cool. from a $250, $250 investment to a three, thousand dollar investment and that's a one kilogram roaster so you get about two bags of coffee out of that roaster at a time okay and then our big coffee roaster so we went from that little coffee roaster the one kilogram roaster we also have a six kilogram roaster as well um, and that is the one if you're going to do like commercial production, you're going to yeah. have to have something between five and 10 kilograms minimum to do like any level of commercial production, just because of your your like economies of scale, like mm. you're, you're going to have to produce more to offset like your fixed costs. So right, that six kilogram coffee roaster will run you between 30 and $40,000. Right? Okay. So you're, you're, you're talking pretty significant. Uh, yeah you, know, you have to this has to be a business you have to un, like it's an investment so i mean right. we probably with with all that equipment you're putting in a couple hundred thousand dollars to start a coffee roasting company like we've got way fill machines and sealers and grinders and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so to be a coffee to roast coffee is not expensive to be a coffee roasting company is is, is quite a is get a, there a, yeah uh, uh, yeah so yeah
0: it's not like I uh, have a couple ball pythons and a couple snakes.
1: Don't don't buy a cb seventy rack like yeah. a 70 no, yeah. 70 and, and, and start cooking. No, nobody's di- uh,
2: nobody's ditching uh you know five thousand dollar coffee roasters on Craigslist or anything
1: no, like that. For unfortunately, to not. Damn. Unfortunately <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <look. laughs>
0: it's funny you said about the. Uh, so before I got before I got into like uh like uh, let's I guess call but like nerding out about coffee, right? Mm. <clears throat> like I would drink just like any kind of coffee was fine with me. Yeah. Um, but when you taste like real coffee, and, and then you, t- and you go back to, like, a K-cup. It's, like, drinking dishwater. It's horrible. It's terrible. So I relate to the guy at work. I'm, like, have, you know, a French press on my desk. And they're, like, why don't you just drink the K-cup? And I'm, like, no, 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 no. no. Here you no. go. Taste that. Oh, that's I, really good. I, I have seen
2: Eric in a bind almost get to the point where he was just going to eat the grounds that we had at an airbnb because he was like i need something i'm like please don't do this like but yeah
0: just stick it in like tobacco "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) there there we go here we go i don't think (laughs) that would be too good but you know probably
2: not um how did you like like do you just is it trial and error with your um because you have, a, there, there's a bunch of different kinds of coffees you guys mm-hmm. offer and mm-hmm. recipes, and you can read in the back some of the stuff that you put into these recipes. Yeah. Is that just trial and error where you're like, Tried this and maybe we'll scale back on. I don't know, the nutmeg or something in this one. And yeah, nutmeg. <laughs> I don't know. I was just <laughs> going, <laughs> I don't
1: we'll, think I could we'll think we'll of that. Thank <laughs> you. Let, let me just clarify okay. that there's no net, nutmeg, no nutmeg in my <laughs> <coffee>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't honestly, I couldn't think of anything in my I head apologize. right now. It has been a long day,
0: but go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> you threw me off, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so. Each It depends on the situation. So some right. like for, for you guys, when I do private labels, I consult with the the person that I'm doing the private label for to determine what their tastes are. So, right. what, I mean, you guys were honestly pretty easy. Like, yeah, I, I I knew that I was going <laughs> to do a Papua New Guinea coffee for you. Right. There, right. Was there any yeah. other option? You know, no. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. we, we did the Papua New Guinea um, and and. I think I, I blended it with, a, uh, with another coffee that I know would take the heat well. So doing a darker roast, um, I, you have to understand the individual beans and which mm-hmm. beans will take heat well and which beans won't. So denser beans, higher altitude beans will tend to take heat a little bit better and they won't scorch. Okay. Um, as okay. They go through the roast process. Right. So um, if they have more moisture content, that moisture content will take a little longer to release and therefore they will uh, not scorch as fast as like a, a natural processed, low, low elevation coffee. Like uh, some of your Brazilian coffees um, mm-hmm. are naturally processed. And all that means is um, they they leave the coffee on the cherry and leave it out in the sun to dry. Before Mm -hmm. they take it off, uh, out the little bean out of the cherry, Um, and and so there's there's less moisture in it. It's lower elevation. It can reach to to a point where it burns a lot faster than some of those other coffees. So, I one to answer your question, you got to know the bean. You got to know the individual bean where it's coming from, where it was grown, what the processing method is. Um, And two, um, it comes down to a lot of what origins flavors complement each other. Right. So, um where there are uh, like if you talk to a coffee connoisseur, they're going to say a Costa Rican tastes different than an El Salvador tastes different than a Nicaraguan tastes different, but they're all Central American coffees, right? They're all have some similar base notes if they're all processed in the same way. Okay. Uh, occasionally you'll get some funky like um, anaerobic processed coffees that taste kind of fermented or or something like that. But for the most part, if you're talking about a washed or a natural coffee from those origins, you can predict what the flavor is going to taste like. So you can match those flavors. If, if I say I want a medium roast chocolatey coffee with some like blackberry undertones, mm. I'll probably take a Colombian and a Honduran. Because okay. those two, the the Colombian at a medium roast takes a lot of those chocolatey notes, and the Honduran brings in a little bit of acidity with those fruity um, tartness. So, th- okay. so that's how I kind of build it up. But a lot mm-hmm. of it is trial and error. I'll I'll have an idea in my head, and I'll say, okay, I want to do this, and I'll go for it, and I'll be like, eh, it's not quite right. <laughs> it's a little too earthy, or it's a little too acidic for what I want to okay. do, um, and and go from there. Now. Um, we're talk this is more talking about blends and and talking about um, our affiliate blends and things like that single right. origin coffees are are very different okay. um, so single origin coffees are from uh, single origin as the name says but also even down to single farmer single estates right oh. so you 're taking a coffee from an individual farmer in a lot of instances and roasting that coffee and and we don 't really mess around with those coffees if we can if we can help it so those are those tend to be your higher end so that Nicaraguan coffee that that yep. You, yep. You yep. That's, um, that, that's my week. <laughs> that's that, that is the single origin coffee. It's a honey processed coffee. So it's even a little bit different than like your normal washed or, or natural coffees. Um, and so that coffee, we don't really mess around with. We, okay. we have some standard roast profiles. Um, we'll sample roast that coffee when it comes in. So we'll get the bag of coffee, the green coffee, we'll take a sample of it. We'll roast it to like a standard um, roast curve And we'll see how that reacts to other coffees that that we roast similar to that. And Mm -hmm. then based on how it reacts, then we can determine whether we increase the heat up front or or increase the airflow in the middle of the roaster, all these different things that we can manipulate throughout the roast to make it hit certain, you know, um, points that we want it to hit. So um, you're... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say when
0: you're when you're when you're doing that taste testing and brewing, what's your preferred method of?
1: What's your preferred method for? Brewing? Do you swash it around <laughs>
2: yeah. in your mouth and spit it out, or like yeah. is it? So
1: my preferred, so it's kind of two different answers. So okay, my preferred question, or my preferred brew method, um, is a Chemex. So I I almost exclusively at home use a Chemex. Um, do I have one somewhere? No, I don't. I usually keep one back here. I was going to show everyone what that <laughs> looks like. But um, I, I use a Chemex at home. It's a pour over method. Um, and it, it does a really, it's got kind of a thicker filter that gets some of those fine particulates out. So you don't get uh, bitter or super acidic tones. It kind of smooths everything out. I, I really enjoy a Chemex. But when we're talking about sample roasting, the standard mm-hmm. for cupping. There you go. There, that's there you good. go. Yeah. yeah that's, um, okay. And if you see us at a show. That's uh, that's what we brew with at shows. So, if you have a cup of coffee from us at any of the shows that we vend, um, that is what it's brewed on. So, and it's because my it's my favorite, and it's my business, and I can do what I want. So, So let me. (laughs)
0: I'm with you. I think it's a good method. Do you do a swirl at the end?
1: Yes, swirl it a little twist. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. But Uh, question though, when we're doing sample roasts, though, um, Mm -hmm. the standard uh, coffee industry standard is called cupping. So okay. it's actually just a bowl, and you put coffee grounds in the bowl and you let them steep for like four minutes. And then I don't you, you may have seen them and you may have laughed at them, but it's the um the 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 taster will slurp really loud. So they'll take the, the little scoop, it's got the grounds in it, and mm-hmm. so they'll take oh, a little scoop yeah, yeah, off yeah. the top and they'll go yep and um and taste the coffee that way. So they do it for a reason. Um, Okay. but that's the, that's the standard for when you're sampling coffee so that you can be consistent every time. Um, but, and the reason they make the loud slurping now, uh, sound is to one, cool the coffee as it's coming in and also to spray it, um, through your olfactory system as well. So, uh, your taste buds only have like five or six taste, like can only detect five or six flavors, but your olfactory can detect uh, hundreds. So, okay. Okay. So that's why they do that is to get that fragrance and that aroma back to the back of your throat so that it can go into your olfactory senses. So
2: next, next time I go herping with all the guys, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making sure <laughs> that the whole palate is, you are gonna throw it. me out of the car. is <laughs> <like, "Yes>, what's <laughs> gonna, <laughs> gonna happen
0: <laughs> <laughs> when they're all sleeping and I'm up. in yeah. the morning. They're gonna. Get <laughs> <tears>. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's
2: really up at four a.m. because <laughs> he doesn't sleep. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Chemex. That's it. Yeah, that's. I like that method. That's that's a good one. You. Is it? Do you like that one for a particular reason or?
1: Um. I think it gives the most balanced cup of coffee. So, like I mentioned, it's got a little bit thicker of a filter paper, so it it kind of um, filters out a lot of the fine particulates okay. um, that other methods. I'm um, like um, some V sixties have thinner paper. Some some French press is really known for the the particulate. So, if you do a French press at the bottom of your cup, there's usually like gritty. Uh, yeah grounds uh, at the bottom um the the v6 or sorry the chemex filters all that stuff out so it's a pretty balanced cup of coffee i enjoy it yeah it's quite delicious it's quite delicious <laughs> do you have one owen
2: i do not no i not I, I do not no, I, I know what to get you I mean, <laughs> have, we have cold
1: blooded caffeine branded Chemexes. oh my on god www.coldbloodedcaffeine.com yes. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> i uh
2: i i i do not i am i'm still working with the uh mr coffee drip kind of a thingy so
0: oh okay yeah. all right yeah still yeah. room for you to grow that's all right yeah.
2: <laughs> but i have been enjoying i've been actually uh been brewing your guy's stuff and then uh drinking it cold so um in the morning so i've just been kind of do that which is yep. take taste great either way <laughs> like hot or cold i'm good with it so
0: nice so how hard is it to secure beans is that a difficult process
1: um, it depends on the bean. So, yeah, okay. um, uh, so the probably the most common beans that you'll get uh, Brazil, Colombia. Those are fairly readily available. They're imported pretty much all year. We have an import. So I'm based out of Charleston, South Carolina. So we we have a pretty significant port right here. Mm. We have an we have an importer, a pretty large coffee importer that um, is, I mean, probably twenty minutes from from here at the roastery so we can get coffee pretty easy like if i just want any coffee but like uh, for instance so we um we we affiliate we have an affiliate adeline robinson so i think you guys have done have have done some work with her but um she has an ecuadorian coffee and Mm -hmm. that's a little bit more of a specialty coffee even within the specialty coffee industry and so we had to you know, seek that out and find an importer because our normal importer doesn't um, source from Ecuador. So a lot of it has to do with the relationships that the importers have with the farmers or with the exporters uh-huh. in country um, and which ones they can get in. So uh, the Ecuadorian coffee, we had to go to another importer. We're working right now on uh, there's a local Jamaican restaurant that's doing a, a cafe. We're working on them. To uh, do a Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee, um, and that mm. is quite a rare coffee and quite cool. a difficult coffee to get. Um, so we have sourced it, but again, it's one of those things where it, you don't just go online and be like, "Type in, <laughs> I want coffee." You can, <laughs> but, but <laughs> if you're a, if you're if you're not a business. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get it in any quantities. Like you'll be able to buy like a pound or two. Like you can go on to a bunch of these green coffee wholesalers and they'll they'll send you a pound or two of coffee, but a pound or two of coffee doesn't do me a whole lot of good. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're buying so like um uh, coffee that's packaged for us and you can actually see the bag actually on the background of this, this video, that burlap bag, that's actually yeah. a coffee import bag. They're are 66 mm-hmm. kilogram bags, um, which is about, you know, 150 pounds, 160 pounds. I don't know. I'm bad at math. <laughs> um, but you know, some somewhere around 150 pound bags each and we'll get pallets of 10 of those at, at a time. So, um, cool. you, you have to go to an importer or to uh, direct to a farmer to do that. Right? Yeah. So, It depends. Long answer to your question: It depends on the coffee. (laughs) Depends on the coffee. (laughs) How hard it is to (laughs) get. Okay. And I saw I saw a comment the Aeropress. I do enjoy an Aeropress. Um, the the difference for me between like Aeropresses and French presses, just a quick summary. Aeropresses and French presses are immersion methods. Um, so the coffee sits inside the water. Um, -hmm. whereas Chemexes are like brew through methods. Um, so brew through methods tend to have um, more consistency of the brew because you're controlling the flow of the water as opposed to immersion methods where all the grounds are already in there and you're not controlling anything. So that's the only really difference. I love an AeroPress. I think it makes a great cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, I prefer brew through methods because they give the absolute control and I'm just a nut that cares about that kind of stuff. So, (laughs) So that's why I use a Chemex and a V60.
0: I like to watch the uh, the bloom as well. I don't know yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's like, Oh, look. <laughs> very nice. That's when the uh, carbon dioxide is coming off in the very beginning, Owen. You have to.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: We'll, we'll get there, Owen.
0: Thank you.
2: I need the right equipment. I just look at it and go yes,
0: faster. There was like, a trick. Get, there get was in a the trip. cup. <laughs> there, there is a trick for drip ones that I saw some YouTube video somewhere that they talked about how if you turn it on. And you allow, I think it's for like maybe 40 seconds, right? Yep. And it'll start to go. And you turn it off and let the cook, you'll like lift up the top of the coffee mm. and you'll see it blooming in the top. So it's like all, it will sort of like, looks like bubbles almost. Like kind a, of? Like like a mushroomed- mushroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let that go. And I think it's 40 seconds that you yep. let it bloom. And then you turn it back on and it, try it. Just, Uh, just,
2: just, just, just,
0: (laughs) yeah.
2: Or or just point me towards the the proper equipment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You have a grinder, right? Yeah. Okay. I've seen those videos too. And I mean, there's, there's some things that you can do pretty easily to improve your home, um, brewing setup actually there's a PDF on our website if you're interested check it out the five ways to quickly improve your home brewing but that that is one of them is um, what well, one of the main ones is watch your heat so mm-hmm. a lot of your home brewers your mr coffees and things like that um, the heating element is actually located in the burner um, mm-hmm. so the the same the same element that um, heats the burner that the pot sits on is the same element that heats the water and so it the first 30 seconds or so of that water isn't really super hot and so you can help your coffee uh, by actually pouring some hot water into the reservoir instead of just using a um just whatever just a, a regular water out the tap or something
0: well
1: oh, okay i told robert it worked for him <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <There
0: you go. laughs> well, i guess be, <clears throat> i think i think it's like you don't know what you like, you don't know that you're missing out on what it tastes Listen, like we, until we you have, taste better coffee. And every time you taste better coffee, you're like, uh, like when we're in Australia. Oh, my God, man. I had uh, usually I don't drink any kind of milk or anything in my coffee. Mm-hmm. I like a black. But they they were had a flat white at this. Um, yeah. uh, I don't even know. It was I, I guess it was. uh just like a, a, a like a local breakfast shop or brekkie shop as they call it, um, <laughs> place where you got food. Yeah, I had to go back because it's the first time the guy ever made the flat white, and I said, "Dude, that was the best cup of coffee I've had forever." Now it could be that I was in Australia for a week and we were coming towards the end of it, and You're tired, I was having shit coffee all week. <laughs> I don't know, but I went back in. I said, "I have to get another cup because that was oh my god, it was just so good." But like when you yeah. get that good coffee like you know it I, I i don't know yeah i don't know if i'm wrong on that but that's just you know i don't know yeah. when you taste it, it, it you know
1: <laughs> i think it's it's the same thing with a lot of things like you can say the same things with fine wine or like yes. you know yeah. a nice craft beer or something like that where you can tell the quality difference of somebody who mass produced versus you know took their time and focused on quality and things like that so um, yeah
2: it, I think any kind of food or drink, you kind of have, like, this is the quick and dirty method, which it'll get you there. This is one where we take our time and we kind of find little ways to kind of prepare it a little differently to make it a better experience. And it's like, and that shows. Just like,
0: it's just like reptiles. Do you want somebody that's just like... Shooting out like you know, just reptiles, or do you want like you want to go to the person that's like the person for that species? You, do you know, want to like... order
2: your geckos by the pound, or do you want to go and get like an? Actual, well, I don't know. With all like... those
0: colubrids you got, man, it might hey, be the way you have to go. <laughs> I have not.
2: Oh uh, no! Wait, no, I do have but say I have not gotten a several color. No, I have like five call clutches right now. It's like, you shut up <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question. You shut up. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> so I think like, I don't know. Tell me what would you recommend as far as water goes? Um, when it comes to coffee, right? I think like there's only two
1: ingredients, right? Coffee, water, yeah.
3: so
0: it's H2O, kind of important, yeah. right?
1: Water, water is incredibly important. Um, so, if possible, and I know it's not really feasible all the time, uh, we do recommend using spring water for mm-hmm. for brewing your coffee if you can. Um, if, if not, like a Brita filter or anything uh, that you can take out some of the chlorine and additives out of your tap water uh, is definitely recommended. Um, in addition to just having – you really you're you're trying to control everything that goes into your coffee, so you want to be as consistent as possible with the with the two ingredients that you have, like you mentioned, coffee. You let me handle that. I'll get you good coffee. (laughs) Water, I got to trust that you're going to take care of. So, uh, (laughs) so, yeah. I can't send you water. (laughs)
0: Control it as much as possible. Yeah, Um, but aren't there people that get like really serious about
1: it? And isn't there additives you can add? There are additives that you can, like, there are companies that make specifically like coffee tablets, like like, tablets for the water to put in water to make it better for coffee. Yeah. yeah, so but, but like you, you, you can go have, down this rabbit hole as yeah. far as you want. to go. I was going to say
2: like, what if you have like a hard <laughs> I water? Like, down this
1: rabbit hole.
2: Yeah, if you have a hard water, like you know, one of those places where they hey, you should get water softeners, kind of stuff. That's something that could really affect yes. that. Yes.
1: Damn. Yeah. So we so we uh, we do do some installation and service of espresso machines, and for espresso machines, we absolutely recommend a water softener. Okay uh, for your home brew equipment, I mean, as long as you're like doing your your maintenance for your your brewers at least relatively, I know everybody doesn't do it per the manufacturer specifications. I know, <laughs> but as long as you're doing it, at least somewhat descaling and deliming your machines periodically, um, yeah. yes. Yeah, it, it, but if you have a okay. annex, you don't have to worry it. Right?
2: But if, if you if you're my father, you think that the fifty years just gave it more flavor of <laughs> not cleaning the coffee pot. So you
0: know, somehow I could see your dad. Yeah, yeah you I are. Yes, <laughs> that old
1: Mister Coffee from yeah, 1976. Oh, I,
2: I made him throw it away. <laughs> like it was. Yeah.
1: Um, um, so the, the answer to the question about the pH? um Yes, pH does matter. No, okay. I don't know what the right pH is. <laughs> Coffee, I'm sorry. Sure. I'm not a barista. I'm a roaster. So yeah. again, you got to handle the water. I handle the coffee. <laughs> but uh, I, no, I apologize. I mean, I don't know what it is. What the right pH is uh, no. for coffee. Here was it, another it, it, one about. You, oh, go ahead. go ahead. Sorry. No, I said if you if if you want to know the answer, uh, those tablets are yes for among other things, managing the pH and adding some trace elements that are beneficial to the, the coffee flavor is what those tablets that we were talking about before. Ooh. Um, so darker teas, hotter water, darker roasts for coffee. Um, no. Uh, so we recommend 205 degrees is is the number that we try to hit for our brew temperature. Um, uh, 205 to 208, uh, depending on, you know, how accurate you want to be, but, um, you want it just below boiling is, is the key. And that's consistent across, um, across all roast levels. Um, okay. because the, the coffee itself, um, the, the way that it extracts the, the, and the dissolved solids, it, regardless of whether it's a light roast or a dark roast, it's going to dissolve relatively similar rates. Um, so you, as long as the temperatures between 205 and 208, um, you'll be okay. Just like tea, for the person that, that asked that question, I'm sorry, I didn't see who asked it, but um, the the um, yeah desert creature. So um, the uh, the tea, just like you would do with the tea. Um, generally, I boil to I boil the water to 212, and then take it off uh, the kettle off the heat for about 30 seconds with the lid off, and by that time, you're going to hit about 205 to 2 208 in your temperature. Um, If you're using a kettle, if you're using a brewer, you're at the mercy of the brewer. As I mentioned, you can <laughs> help that along a little bit by, if you've got a reservoir, by using hot water into the machine to help mm-hmm. it along. Because a lot of those those uh, residential-style brewers, those home brewers, aren't going to really get up to that level a lot of times. Um, hundred's not bad. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go any lower than 200 for okay, that last comment. Okay. Um, gotcha. But yeah. Hmm. Cool. Water is very important. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Summarize. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: about what about grind size? How does that
1: if you're grinding it? Yeah. If is, you are grinding it, you should be grinding it Yes. Um,
2: i can't get mine to work well have you grounded what yeah all
1: right well yeah Yeah, because figured it out beans they just don't brew quite right (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, yeah so grind size does matter um for a for a regular like mr coffee maker drip brewer you're looking for like a a medium medium fine course uh medium fine grind um and you know you can run the gamut. It's it's really depends on on your brewer, mm-hmm. and you need to test and adjust based on your individual brewer. Um, that's why I, I do recommend. I mean, we do sell ground coffee for the convenience, but uh, I do recommend you getting a grinder and getting a burr grinder. Please save your money. Do not get a blade grinder. The ones with the little blades that spin around and knock the coffee all over the place. Um, save your money.
0: Um, yeah, I knew we should have had this episode before I bought shit.
1: (laughs) Take it back, yeah,
2: (laughs) give it to my Um, father.
1: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, but we recommend you getting whole beans so that you can adjust and fine tune to that machine to get the optimal extraction out of it. Um, so espresso, you're gonna go super fine. Mm Uh, so because you're trying to condense that coffee as much as possible and create a lot of pressure Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, cold brew is about as coarse as you go, uh, because you want maximum surface or you want maximum, um, contact with that, with that coffee particle. Right. Uh, With cold brew, because you're going to let it sit for longer. Um, Everything else is kind of in the middle. Those are the two extreme. Well, Turkish coffee is the most extreme, but I don't think anybody out here is going to be. I don't brew Turkish coffee. I don't think anybody else is brewing Turkish coffee. Have you ever had that? Yeah. Have you you had it?
2: It's the craziest coffee you had
1: no oh, for I'm, me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Have you oh, had it? oh i'm sorry i thought you i, I was like oh and wow no i've never no, had turkish, I, I coffee. Have the
2: curve okay. turkish coffee every day yeah no, no, <laughs> no but
1: for those that don't know what we're talking about it's actually brewed in sand so yeah it's a, sand, it's, it's a heated sand pit and there's yeah. a little copper thingy
2: if you can cool. watch them brew it it is yeah some of the coolest stuff ever watching them do that
1: yeah but that's that's super super fine grind Mm. Um, and, and you go through So like your home brewers about square in the middle, um, in terms of, uh, coarseness and then your pour overs, your chemexes, your V sixties. Yeah. That thing there you go. Yep. There you go. I went, well, it's only yeah. 16 bucks.
0: Right, <laughs> there you go.
2: I'll, I'll fill my fire pit with sand and just be out there every morning. <laughs> That yeah. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs>
1: um so yeah, it, it, grind mat, grind size really does matter, but um you cannot I can't tell you which is the right for you, you are just going to have to taste it. So um if for instance if you grind too um too fine for your brewer, you'll get a lot of like sour notes, it'll it'll overextract. And if you uh grind too coarse, you'll get less body, um so more watery coffee, it'll underextract. So that's kind of how you can grind it in uh, or, uh, kind of, you know, dial it in a little bit.
0: Okay. So that, so that would be how you would dial it in is the, is the grind size. It's just by, just, with just
1: that by taste. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, a lot of times, so the, when you're doing a pour over, you have like three, yeah. Three ways to manipulate. You have temperature, you have the amount of water in and you have, um, the coffee, itself Mm -hmm. so grind size and the amount of coffee um so maybe four let's let's break those down into four so you have water you have uh temperature you have grind size and you have amount of coffee okay with your mr coffee you don't have a lot of that right right you don't have the amount of water it regulates that for you you don't have the temperature of the water it does that for you you have the amount of coffee you put in and you have the grind of the coffee those are the two things that you can manipulate so if you're getting watery coffee you either need to add more coffee or you need to grind coarser. Or sorry, grind finer. Gotcha. If you're getting sour coffee, you either need to use less coffee or you need to grind coarser. Got it. Okay. And, and, but only adjust one variable at a time, just like anything else, you know, don't change everything, if you change
2: three things. Yeah. Then you yeah. don't know which one you was that fixed it. Yeah, e-
1: exactly. Right. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's what you do. I mean, you just adjust it until it meets your taste and everybody's taste is different mm-hmm. and you just adjust it until you're like, oh, that's the cup of coffee that I want to taste.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. Okay.
1: Cool.
0: Um, <clears throat> I was I was going to switch it to. Uh, so, have you been able to go to any of these like farms? And if so, have like when do you like squeeze in herping
1: when you get there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you do that? <laughs> Unfortunately, I have not. Um, okay, but McKendrick has. So, oh, okay, he, he gets he's to have been to all the Cuba <laughs> and visited a farm, a coffee farm in Cuba. Um, he just got back from Mexico. Um, uh, he. He he is not the reptile guy, so he did not squeeze in any her no. into the he, he was all business, unfortunately. Um, as as opposed to me who's stuck here roasting and, and running the business while he's out gallivanting. Yeah, I can talk yeah. I can talk bad about him because you know he's not here. Yet. Yeah, he's not there. That is uh, the rule. Yeah. That is yeah. the rule, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: so <laughs> Very good. <clears throat> um shit, I had we were just talking about um Oh man, it just totally slipped my mind. We were talking about the grind size and whatnot, and how you would manipulate it, and I had a question, and now it went out of my head. Hold on, should have written it down. Oh yeah, I know what I wanted to ask you about. Okay, so 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 every week we try a different coffee. By the way, you have these two new blends that I just got today. I wish I, I was about one. to ask the rainforest and nocturnal. Yeah, um,
2: nocturnal so. is interesting sounding. Go on, it's dark. Yes, yes, <laughs> so okay, go on. <laughs>
0: Um no, I just lost my God damn You
2: were talking to Lucas and he oh, had very coffee. God what is that? Damn it. Sorry, so a little, the little pea berry. Pea berry. It's, pea berry, it's
1: the type of bean. So oh, um, of bean. yeah, okay. so uh, so coffee is normally so. For those that don't know, coffee is a cherry, so it's a it's a fruit, and mm. the inside of it um has the beans. So most coffee, most uh varietals of coffee have two beans inside. A pea berry has one. It's a pea. It's okay, a
2: pea little berry. yeah. So it has one. <laughs>
1: gotcha. So that's that's a pea berry. It's, okay. It's, it's one bean inside of the the coffee cherry
2: that's it, was, it it's the only different and it's it's
1: a different varietal of, okay. of coffee it's different yeah so i mean the, just like anything else like you know if you i don't know what what do people what are people into japanese maples any anything else there's like a thousand different cultivars of right. coffee <laughs> yeah coffee's yeah. the same way people right. were like oh this tastes good now let's manipulate this and change, yeah, this. Right. change this and all so, this yeah um, so I mean some are more disease tolerant than others some have different flavor notes than others some grow better in certain climates than others so that's why they they have them but you know the uh, the a peaberry. so you'll hear like geisha coffee or, or is is another one that you'll hear pretty commonly um mm. that's another varietal yeah. of coffee um so yeah there's a bunch of them
0: Cool, Very cool. How is it uh, vending the reptile shows with yeah. I mean coffee I,
1: I, I would That's think that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So coming, I mean, it's been very well received first of all. So we, Good. we do, um, we do, do well at the shows. Um, we have decided to, to slim down kind of the shows we did. So last year we did 24 shows, um, oh, which is okay. a lot of shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, we have narrowed it down. So this year, we are only doing in ARBC shows this okay. year, okay. Um, uh, and and it has nothing to do with the venues or anything like that. It just has to do with foot traffic, honestly. Yeah, um, we're selling five dollar cups of coffee. You got to have a lot of people through the door to <laughs> to make up that cost. So yeah. that being said, we've we've so we do Kimexes at the show. So like I, I think I mentioned earlier, if you come see this at a show, we we do brew out of the Chemexes. um We will. And that was kind of a lucky first try, I think. <laughs> so that was the first thing we ever tried. We tried the Kimexes, and it—I think it's the best option, and it um, worked. It,
3: so, it worked. So yeah. we
1: we stuck with it. We've tried drip brewers. Um, we brought them along a couple of times. Um, there's something about the visual appeal of the pour over um, that draws people in. Yeah. Around. Yeah. Uh, um, and so so that works. So that was the lucky first step to to vending a show. Um, the initial setup wasn't that bad in terms of vending a show. So in South Carolina, um, we're, we're pretty decent in terms of laws that regulate coffee. Okay. So you don't have to have um, Department of Health certifications for coffee in South Carolina because okay. you're literally boiling coffee
2: you can't and, hurt you can't nobody's gonna get you all the things are boiled it's yeah, yeah. As, as long yeah. as it's not
1: cold brew that I'm bringing from a location if I'm yeah. brewing it on site, I don't have to have any special permits in South Carolina according to the Department of Health. Cool um, yeah. so that's nice. So a lot of the shows that we started we we obviously started locally mm-hmm. um, doing the local shows um, but then when we started to branch out and do some of the larger shows or out- of state shows, we started to encounter some of those health code type mm-hmm. issues so we um we have to have four sinks when we do shows um so we have to have a hand wash station which is pretty standard for any food service we right. have to have and then we have to have a, a three sink that's separate from the hand wash that's wash rent sanitize um with separate uh you know drains and everything mm-hmm. uh, we also have to have refrigeration commercial refrigeration for any milk milk products mm-hmm. Um and I think that might be it. And of course, you know, anywhere that we go, we have to get approval. Either some some places that we go, like uh we do tenley Park, they mm-hmm. don't require any permit per se. We just have to tell them that we're going and that we check do the checklist. So okay. we didn't pay them anything to do Tinley. Um okay. when we do St. Louis, we have to apply for a food service permit, uh, nah, like I'm a fine. food truck. Permit. Okay essentially. Gotcha. Um, so it depends on where we go. We have to know the, the, the local laws. Um, some, and it, it's also dependent on the type of coffee that we're serving. So because mm. we're doing pour overs that have an open vessel, we have to abide by a little bit more strict laws than, um, if we were brewing into a contained vessel, like a drip brewer or something like, so like the Hampton Inn that you stay at probably mm. doesn't have a coffee food vendor certification. They're right. just, they're just, You know, because they're brewing into a pot and they're setting that pot out there and Mm -hmm. nobody's touching it, they're fine. But because I'm pouring the coffee and handing it to you, Mm -hmm. I have to have a food service permit for a lot of these areas. So it depends on where you go, where you go. Um, But that that's been the biggest learning curve is understanding, being proactive and understanding what each venues and each um Cities' rules are um, also venues. Depending on the venue that you go to, um, it can have an impact on whether you can serve coffee or not to mm-hmm. start with. So, like mm-hmm. we encountered at least one venue, one venue that they said no, you cannot serve coffee. And we had another venue that said yes, you can serve coffee, or two two other venues actually that said yes, you can serve coffee, but you have to give us twenty percent of the profits because we have a coffee maker over there, and we're not going to sell coffee if you're selling coffee, and so you have to give us twenty percent of your profits. Wow! You know, no. <laughs> and, well, and and first of all, I'm a little insulted to think that your little Mister Coffee, <laughs> yeah, like hey, no, no, thing no, thing no. Thing. like yeah. you can serve coffee if you ahead, can try, coffee, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's capitalism, right? Yeah, <laughs>
3: that's yeah, how this right. goes. Yeah. Nah. Do but, you want a
1: McDonald's burger or this Kobe right. beef burger? Right. Right. Yeah. Come on, man. But no, I mean, so obviously they're the venue, so I can't like, right? Yeah. Sure. And, and usually they don't let you know that until you're already loaded in and and set up, and you'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm in St. Louis. Yeah, I'm not going home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess take my twenty percent.
2: God. <laughs>
0: Has it been well received with the with the reptile community? yeah
1: it has very much uh, been so i mean I, I think i when when I had the idea when we when we started talking about it, I knew that there might be a market there. I mean I knew mm-hmm. that we were the only people that were doing it for sure mm-hmm. like yeah. i I knew that there was so we had cornered the market what size that market was, was yet to be determined. <laughs> right. um, but really, everyone that we've encountered has been so open, so supporting. Um, there's been a few that have asked, like that have declined us serving coffee at their, at their events. And that's mm. okay. Like, I, I get it. You're, you know, if you have an image for your business, just like I have an image for my business, and we don't fit that, that's okay. I, yep. There's no hard feelings there, um, but no one has, like, I have never heard in the year and a half that we've been doing this, like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? I'm right. like, ah, great, the coffee guys are here. <laughs> hey, I, you gosh, know? That, I mean, it's... <laughs> so. It's got to be better than like... We've the been pe- drinking that shit over yeah, the... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know... Right. So, <laughs> so, no, everybody's been well-received. I mean, it's... Uh, like I said, I, I kind of... Ha- not cheated, but I had a leg into the reptile side. So I knew enough people locally to at least get things started right. um, at, at reptile shows. But, yeah, I, I couldn't have asked for any more. I mean, this this industry has been <sighs> so well-received to, to the coffee. Um, I, And every time that I go to a show... Um, at least one person comes up and says, "Oh, that's a great idea. That's wonderful. Good, you know, good job." And somebody, usually somebody's like, "Oh man, I, I thought somebody should start a coffee company and they would do well." And look at you do it. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: nice." So, uh, has anybody tried to um, offer you like, uh, "I'll trade you a pie ball ball python for this <laughs> much coffee?" <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> It'll happen. Uh,
1: it, it's it's, it's, happened. it's happened. I unfortunately don't accept – well, i mean, they say no trades for coffee. I mean,
2: well, okay. it has to be a good trade. Like, it let's
1: be a
0: good trade. Um, let's I slam
2: the door. I didn't see that
0: on the website when I was trying to order some coffee. <laughs> you, <see> that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> not, you don't have no the Collier you no, you yeah. <laughs> Bridge stuff he wants. That's yes, the reason that's right. you didn't see, uh, it. I it. see I, it. I see it, but yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah owen message me after the show yeah
2: <laughs> how many king rats you won? i got that's you right. yeah.
0: <laughs> i'll hook you up <laughs> yeah, did you just have a clutch of those owen yeah yeah
2: i yeah. just got a clutch of king rats
0: yeah eggs or babies i can't remember with you you have so many i stuff. I, I,
2: I refuse to answer that question
0: because you know, that eggs was had babies no they're just no i have babies from last year but yeah they have
2: eggs dude
0: oh eggs again so yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, eggs and baby.
2: Oh, yeah, okay. I, have, I, have, I have two babies from last year, and I have eggs. And the weird thing about colubrids is that they might have more later. <laughs> like uh, she ain't done. She dropped two clutches last so wait, year.
0: This may be a dumb question. I'm not really a Kaluber guy, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. since you two guys are, mm-hmm. does do, do all colubrids double clutch? They have the even Asian colubrids. I mean, they could. They can. Yeah, they is could. that just an North American
1: thing? Yeah.
2: No, no, no. They all of them can. It's just it oh, depends okay. on the food that how much she eats and stuff of like that and my male Kingrat has been away from the female for like a week and every day his cage is just tore the hell apart because he wants back in with her so I'm giving her like another feeding and then he's going right back in because I'm tired of putting his cage back right together every <laughs> <day>. <laughs> yeah, I, I think
1: that I think that most uh, all of them can mm-hmm. or i haven't encountered any that haven't been able to but some mm-hmm. are more prone to it than others yeah Got but, okay, okay. But like I, like Owen was saying, uh, you can generally tell like once yeah. those males start to get antsy,
2: yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. go down. It, 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 everything's in the air. Like, no, I, I, I,
0: I just say that because I can't ever remember Rob saying to me like, "Oh, this rhino double clutch."
2: Well, first off, I wouldn't double cut your rhino. I was about to <laughs> say that's defended. one of
0: the ones that like, no. oh. good. <laughs> okay, okay, all
2: right. Some some just don't look good at lay yeah. eggs.
0: Yeah, and I, rhinos I are right up there. Okay, all
2: yeah. Right. My Baron. my my Rhino's good for one clutch a year and that's all I would do. So if I want more clutches of
0: Rhinos, I'm going to need some more Rhinos. All right, here's the question, Kaluber question. Uh are you a, a Rhino rats person or a Baron's racer person which
1: mm-hmm. which is which is the way? Yeah. I have Rhinos and not Barons. So
0: <gasps> there you go. Okay. <laughs> Team Rhino. What about you, Owen? I know you have You're both. still on the fence. <laughs> I have no. I have both. I have oh, both. both. Which one is upstairs in your prestige spot? That's not fair. Okay, <laughs> like, the, the rhinos are upstairs. Yeah.
2: The bears are
0: still growing. Bears? I didn't say bears. What are you talking Bear, about? No, no? Bears. Barons. bears. <laughs> barons.
2: God, it's been a long week. The, and they're still growing, too. Um, the barons are mm-hmm. still growing. I told you, I like the blue barons racer. Right, a little bit more than the rhino, just because it's a bigger colubrid. They're absolutely gorgeous. You guys um, are
0: big colubrids, man. Yeah, what do you shit. want from me? It's
2: okay. <laughs> like, sh- shut up. But um, if I had the space, Long, they would. Have, if, if I had a space, <laughs> if I had the space and the same exact kind of tank, it would be like right across, and then the barons would be right over there. So, okay.
0: Okay. They do All this right.
2: for me, depending on what's going on.
0: Okay. So. It depends on the time of year, the time of week, how you've been feeling, all that kind of stuff.
2: If the, if the if the female barons is a little twitchy, like she gets that when she's hungry, and she kind of scares me a little bit. But yeah, okay. so
0: switching back to coffee. Yeah. <laughs> now that now back to that stuff. Uh, I remember the question I was going to ask earlier. What's your what's your go to ratio,
1: beans to water? One to fifteen. One to fifteen. Okay. Okay. So that's- one part coffee to fifteen parts water so uh, okay. I mean, and you can fluctuate it I think like the industry standard is between one to fifteen to one to seventeen for for drip coffee mm-hmm. um, and one to one to one to two and a half for espresso um, okay. so it, it depends on your personal taste whether you so like the more coffee that you have per water ratio, obviously it's going to be. Fuller bodied, it's gonna you're gonna get um, a little bit of a stronger cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you don't like that you can dilute it a little bit, but don't try and not go more than one to seventeen, which then calls into the to the point to say if you don't know what your ratio is, measure your coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Every time don't don't eyeball it I do it too don't you know okay I, I do because I'm like trying to
2: think like how big but, is that reservoir on the i also, don't know <laughs> I, also,
1: <laughs> I I make a lot of coffee <laughs> Yeah, so, me too. So.
2: do you ever like actually sleep or is it just like you uh, rarely yeah. wind down no <laughs> like, <Yeah. it>
1: would... <laughs> no i i i actually don't drink as much coffee as I would I I would otherwise Mm. because I'm working in coffee and I smell like (laughs) coffee all the time. So, I mean, I still drink coffee, but like, I think this is my first cup of coffee today.
3: Okay. So, <laughs> oh, okay.
0: So, yeah, it was like <clears throat> it's the same thing. I remember when uh, I was I was young and I was working. They they were training me to be a manager, and um, they they sent me to all the different departments. And I worked in the bakery department for a month. And at the yeah. beginning, it was like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever! It smells the cinnamon rolls sm- every day. Oh, it's delicious.
1: By the end of the month, you're like,
0: oh, if I see another
1: goddamn yeah, cinnamon but, roll, I yeah. swear to God. Now, <laughs> now I do love coffee. Okay. And right. I will have to say that coming home smelling like coffee beats coming home smelling like snake crap or yes. rat. Yeah. 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 About a thousand times. Yeah. So, okay. You know, there, there is that. So I'm not complaining about the coffee smell. Right. It's just I, that <laughs> when I come into work, I don't think about making coffee anymore. Well, I think about making coffee, but it's roasted coffee instead yeah. of <laughs> really that coffee drinking coffee. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So oh wow okay has um has there been any like
0: um is there any like technology that well let me ask this first what's your what's your um what's the response been from non-reptile people they say like what's that reptile doing on here
2: (laughs) (laughs) why is there a why is there a lizard on here i mean I,
1: i get the joke with people every once in a while to say that i like Filter it through snake shed, or about to say like, can our next signature bang in it or something? Can our
2: next signature blend be like a civet coffee, but like through a carpet?
1: (laughs) I mean, again, what you do with the coffee after I give it to you? It doesn't matter. Completely up to you. 100%. 100%. 100% call, bro. No yeah. judgment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would recommend. Please don't, don't do that. Yes. That. <laughs> 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 that is not good for you or the animal. Or the animal.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> no one enjoys <laughs> it after that. Like, I don't think just...
0: you'll be able to allow to do that at the reptile shows either. I think that, you know, <laughs> can, can the can food have... and uh, drug administration would
1: probably yeah, have prob- a problem. Oh, oh, so it's, just, so
2: it's a long line. I have to wait for this snake, the crap, before I can make your coffee yeah. for you. It's not good. Yeah yeah
1: so uh to answer the question though wow that got that got, <laughs> that went that out got far. yeah <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> It's been it's been well received. We have to be careful about how we approach it uh, because I mean, one of the missions of of the company is to help bridge that gap between reptile people and non reptile people, and to make mm-hmm. it a little bit um, more approachable. So you you introduce people with coffee, and then you can talk about conservation and and lead people in that way instead of saying like, "Hey, my two car garage is full of snakes. You want to come over and see them?" You know that 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 can be an interesting conversation yeah, right. yeah. Like, hey look at the benefits of this coffee and you know, look at what all the positive things that we can do with this coffee for, for the environment, for these ecosystems. <laughs> uh, look at all these cool animals that come from these areas. Like, that's why we have the ambassador animals in the roastery to show. We, we were particular when we picked those animals out. So, we got mm-hmm. a hunter and milk snake, we have a uh, New Guinea frilled uh, dragon, things right. like that that, that are uh, native to areas where our coffee is grown. We can then introduce people to the coffee so or to the reptiles through the coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have quite a few um, non-reptile people that buy our coffee, both as private label and as Cold Blooded Caffeine um, for distribution. Absolutely. So, so that's uh, uh, that's going well. Um, we again, we do have to start with the conservation piece so that people can understand what we do, why we do. Um, but we like, I think within the next month we'll have. Uh, a spot. Well, we have a spot, Aaron, currently on the local radio stations for cold-blooded caffeine. So we have a distribution company as well, um, which is called the Coffee Run. So if you're in the Charleston, South Carolina area and you want coffee delivered to your business, we deliver not only cold-blooded caffeine coffee, but also like Starbucks and Folgers and all these other coffees that you can get to your office so we have spots airing on the radio for um for the coffee run which has the same logo um, and so we got to talk to like the the djs at the radio station about mm-hmm. reptiles and about conservation and about how positive things can be um giving back to conservation initiatives helping reptiles and coffee producing countries so it's i've never been like nobody's ever been like oh, that's got a reptile on it. I don't want your coffee. But it also does take (laughs) a little bit more of an explanation to be like, why is there a gecko? We also chose the gecko on purpose. Like that—that yeah. that was a very conscious decision, <laughs> instead of just like a viper, like a what? rattlesnake.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like if you were making hot sauce, viper, coffee yeah. yeah. gecko, yeah, all right, yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So that was a very conscious decision. Um, and everybody's like, "Oh, look at the little gecko!" Like the the coffee run, the the delivery service, the geckos driving the truck. So like he's on <laughs> the logo ah, nice. and driving the truck. So, <laughs> um, so you know, we, we try and you know make it as approachable as you can. I'm not. Going to lead you off with the retic or the berm or the rattlesnake or something. We're going to go in with the day right. gecko. <laughs> the, hey, look, the, the gecko gecko. Yeah, hey, it's a happy little you,
2: lizard. It you know, can't possibly hurt you. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll we'll go in from that angle. So yeah,
0: I th- I think probably I, I I mean I I wouldn't know if it seems like more people are concerned with at least uh, being in the food industry. I see that a lot where. Uh, More people are concerned with where their food is coming from, how it's, you know, is it ethical from, you know, where they're getting it from, all those types of things. So
1: that's very uh, much so. Yeah, we get those questions. That's probably... Top five question that we get is how do we source the beans? Yeah. Like, what what are we looking at? And a lot of that um, we we work with the importer to 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 make sure that we're getting certified coffee. A lot of times when you look at our website, you you won't see the certifications for the coffee because when you blend the coffee, you can't call it like if if one is Rainforest Alliance certified and the other is not, I mm-hmm. can't say that's a Rainforest Alliance yeah. certified coffee. Okay. So right know that that's why there's not those certifications on our website is because we do do a lot of affiliate coffees and those blended coffees. will have a mix of a bunch of different things and we can't call them Rainforest Alliance certified. We are as a company Rainforest Alliance certified. We have Rainforest Alliance certified coffees, but we can't call those blends Rainforest Alliance certified. And so, and so on and so forth. Um, Another big one is like uh, the, the fair trade coffees, Mm -hmm. um, and, and with that, the, what fair trade coffees are, for those that aren't familiar, are, is, is a like a – I'm going to call it a tax for lack of a better term. But it's like a, a, a re- minimum requirement charge that goes on top of the commodity coffee price that makes sure that that goes directly back to the farmers. Um, so to make sure that they get a, at least a minimum um price per pound for that coffee oh okay Uh, with specialty coffee we're even going above and beyond that in a lot of cases anyway um Mm -hmm. so like for instance like i mean i think most people are aware that coffee is a commodity like it's on Mm -hmm. the new york stock exchange it is a commodity that you can buy and sell and trade um and depending on the time of year that and and the year or uh, where we are and how that stock is trading it can be anywhere from like a dollar and 50 cents to two dollars somewhere a pound uh, okay. where that coffee's trading um as as opposed to like our kind of average coffee that we buy is about $4.50 a pound so okay. there's already quite a bit on top of that and some of that is that fair trade um tax that mm-hmm. we pay to gotcha. get that fair trade certification but some of it is actually you're paying that farmer for that additional quality as well and that's going back so the fair trade piece in that's a certification that ensures it goes back to the farmer as opposed to just going back into the supply chain if that makes sense gotcha yeah. okay yeah.
0: yeah that 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 does um what about us? <clears throat> do you have with with your you know just say traveling around with the reptile shows and all where's your go-to spot for a cup of coffee
1: i i love like local coffee shops i try to find local coffee shops um i, I can't really name any off the top of my head i mean i i don't go out a lot i brew my own coffee but anywhere that i go I do try and find the local shop, and when I do go and find a local shop, I will buy a bag of their coffee because I think it's always good to come to you know taste other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. And like sure. with anything, coffee is a science and an art. So there's subtleties to it that oh, that's really interesting. I didn't think about taking that coffee to that roast degree or you know whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can improve my own coffee roasting by tasting other people's stuff. So I, I try to find like. There's a couple of spots here in town um, in Charleston that I go to. Um, so, like, Second State Coffee is a big one that I, that I enjoy. Um, Highfalutin Coffee is another one. Um, Kudu Coffee. There's a, there's a bunch of them. I try to go to, like, some some local places wherever I go and, and grab a bag. Some of them are roasters. Like, Second State is a roaster um, and have cafes, and then others are uh, just cafes that have roasters that um, – that provide their coffee, but either way, I enjoy tasting different people's stuff, different people's takes on certain things. You really, um, um you know, just explore different options. The the blue the Jamaican Blue Mountain. Sorry, I saw the comment. Mm. You're going to hate what that coffee is going to cost a month. A pure Jamaican Blue. Um, right now, I mean, I'll be transparent with you. I bought that coffee for twenty one dollars a pound. That's green. That's uncooked. Unroasted green coffee, twenty one dollars a pound. Wow. So that's going to retail somewhere around thirty five dollars a pound for one hundred percent Jamaican Blues, um, because it's that's it's tough to get, man. It's it's tough to get.
2: About, I was <laughs> about to ask, like, is there is there a type uh, or is there a, a, a I don't want to say locality of coffee, but that's kind of where I'm going. Is there a coffee that you kind of want to add to your? Mm like that you want to disperse because i know we, we have the papua new guineas or somewhere else that you kind of want to <laughs> grab coffee from that you haven't grabbed coffee yet
1: not really um mm-hmm. i mean i i enjoy doing the one-off stuff but mm-hmm. like the, the one-off stuff w- when i get the one-off like the jamaican that we talked about um it's um it's, a, it's quite a bit of work to get yeah. it to production, you know, and especially yeah. with that coffee, there's a lot of risk, right? I'm taking a lot of risk because every time I get it wrong – that boom, $21, boom, $21, right? Oh, God. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I do. And and like I said, you know, I get them. Well, the Jamaican coffee is in 30-kilogram bags. But most of the coffee that I get are 60 or 66-kilogram bags. So that's not, uh, oh, let me pop down to the grocery store and get a $20 bag of coffee. So if I'd say, in yeah. five, let's let's just talk $5 a pound, and that's 150 pounds of coffee, you're talking close to $1,000, that I've invested in a coffee before I, I even know. Um, wow. Dragon layer. I'll hook you up. Send me, a, <laughs> send, send me a message. We'll make it happen. Yeah. I was going to um,
0: say, do you have that on the website? I, should, I... No, no.
1: It's <laughs> I literally got, I literally got the sample in today.
0: Of the, of it's end. like, Oh, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so with the <laughs> with, with coffees like that, we'll sample. Well, most coffees we will talk to the importer and we'll get a sample mm. um, in. So we'll we'll roast it and we'll say, oh, this is to our standard or well, it's not. Because, mm. you know, there's a lot that goes on in the supply chain gotcha. uh, before it gets to us to make sure like y- every step will place their mark on it. So they'll say each person will give a tasting note, each per- that, like it'll get scored. Mm. And so you're paying for the score that each of those points in the supply chain have given it. So at the end of the supply chain is me. I get to sample it as well and make sure that it meets what the other members are saying it is. Um, so I just got that sample in today, so I'll roast oh, it okay. before we. I haven't even ordered the coffee yet. Like I got this in and I'm I'm gonna say yes, that's good for twenty one dollars a pound. Or I'm not no, paying twenty one dollars a pound. For that. <laughs> right, <laughs> that is, right. You know, I think you said dishwater for that Keurig. Early. I think that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, that was the the, yeah. the technical term. Um, dish water, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like flavored dish water.
1: Terrible. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we'll we'll have that. I I don't know if it'll go on the website anytime soon. Okay, um, because like I mentioned, it's uh, it was a special request from a restaurant. But for those that hear this, know that I will have it. So you you may request it from me. So it's just send me a message. Um, it's not one of those that it's going to sell very. Well, for us to put on the website, gotcha. for thirty-five dollars a pound. <laughs> thirty-five dollars, uh, yeah, fifteen to twenty dollars a pound. So I'm going to get kicked off the internet if I put something up there for thirty-five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so send me a message if you want Jamaican coffee, just, and I'll, I'll just, hook you up.
2: Call it Blue Label and, you know, they, they push it there up go. there a little bit, you know. Yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah. It's a
2: special. But, it's your holdback coffee. You'll yeah, see everybody.
1: It, you do have to be really careful when you talk about these high-end specialty coffees, like, mm-hmm. uh, like the Kona coffee that was mentioned in the comments as well. That's mm-hmm. another one. Um, you'll see Kona coffee and Jamaican coffee for a lot cheaper than what I mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. And that's because, like, I think legally, if it's 10% or more of a blend, you can call it that origin.
2: Uh, so, so
1: the Kona coffee that you're getting for $15 is a 10% blend. There's bro. no, way. There's so it's no like, way that that $15 bag of coffee is pure Kona. It's no like okay. all natural. It's yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> so the Same thing with the Jamaican coffee. If you're buying a Jamaican blue mountain for 15 to 20 dollars, <laughs> It's not hundred percent Jamaican blue, blue Mountain.
2: High percentage. There's,
1: there's nothing day. wrong with that. Like I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. it is, but what it's is. not. Like, yeah, no, but just, it's just not. Know that if you're if you're going if you're wanting hundred percent, like it's just like calling a, a nicaraguan cigar a cuban and you know if you it's a perfectly good cigar just right it's, it's not, not yeah not what right. you, it's not what you're, you're paying it's like for. a diamond jungle cross yeah i
0: get it you, it looks beautiful you know and nothing yeah, wrong with it it's not a diamond just it's not a as diamond long though. as
1: you're transparent
0: right yeah a hundred percent uh well, i was going to say that um uh I've thought about, like, you know, I, I see, uh, I watch, um, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, he does the pizza reviews where he just goes around and tastes uh, a piece of yeah, pizza. Yeah, yeah. Portnoy, it's like pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, why isn't there that for coffee? I think yeah. I might have to do that.
1: Do it. I mean, do mean it. when I go do around it. all these herping places. And just, and just yell at people about their coffee. Yeah, <laughs> That's what Dave does, right? He just yeah, yells at just, <laughs> just be energetic. 6.5. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> where
1: where do these numbers come from? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't understand <laughs> yeah. the grading. What's happening <laughs> here? <laughs> um,
0: I was going to say, uh, the one time we went herping up, actually in Hamburg. So if you're ever at the Hamburg show, I would say that you should check out this place um it's called 412 man they had really good coffee there. he will not but, shut up oh.
2: about this place <laughs>
0: like, oh, dude, really, really <laughs> they good.
2: stumbled upon it and then like the next day he was like yeah hey, have you uh, what have you ever told me about this place i'm like i didn't know it existed so <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's just like this little you know like i don't know it's like this little shop that's on the um on the corner or whatever I don't know. Again, we're herping. And I was like, I need coffee, Rob. We gotta (laughs) get to coffee. He's like, okay, pushes it in and there we go.
2: (laughs) I feel like again, it's like some of the best sandwich places you find are tucked in the back around the corner where it's like, where the hell is this? And oh
0: god damn it. Dave Kaufman beat me. What?
1: (laughs) Oh, I think that I think that was a joke. I don't think he's done that yet.
0: (laughs) Oh I was gonna say, God damn it.
1: But stay tuned uh, for that because <laughs> there <laughs> might be something coming along that. T M, TM, TM, oh, okay. TM.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: Very good. Um so what about the do you have is well, let me ask this question. Are roasters and shops do they ever like mingle or are they two different worlds?
1: Uh with
0: each other? Like, yeah. like do roasters usually stay as roasters or do they
2: are you guys planning like, on opening a shop at some open point? Open a shop, or is yeah. that
1: you know? If we do open a cafe, it's it'll be a while down the road. I I don't think that that like you're talking about (laughs) whole different laundry list of health codes and things like that. That yeah, Lord, I mean we can get into the story of what it's taken to get this place. So we've had we we're in this building. This is our roastery. Well, future roastery building, um, (laughs) and we've been in this building since December. And the roastery the roaster is still not here. So it's gotten it's taken four months for us to. So y- yesterday, actually yesterday, yeah, yesterday we got the business license approval <laughs> to run <laughs> operations out of here. Nice. Four months. So, um, so the roaster's technically not in here. I, I call it the roastery, but it's actually I don't know, just an office right now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we're we're not prepared for the for the cafe yet. I do have some some visions behind the cafe. I do. I think at some point in my career want to open a cafe but i don't want to run a cafe that's the big big problem that i'm having i'm a i'm a roaster i like the art of the roasting right um, so i always see myself doing the roasting side but i would like to have a cafe because i do like uh, i'm not i don't want to ruin it but i have a vision for like a rainforest style cafe to have like some sort of like reptile and fish and something like that yeah so yeah i I don't know how that works out with health codes and having animals i mean there's cat cafes so i think it has to be possible but like you know uh, how that works out, but that's, we're talking five, 10 years down the road, you know, before that happens. Um, So do they ever mingle? Yeah, absolutely. Usually from what I see is that they start out as cafes and then they start roasting their own coffee to save money. So that's usually the way that I see it. I I don't know as many roasters that go cafe as opposed to cafe that go roaster.
0: Yeah. I think you probably hit on what I was thinking, because I think like, I guess it's, I guess in the reptile world, it would be equivalent to a breeder in a pet shop, right? Mm-hmm. You, like yeah. a breeder is sort of like, you know, they're, 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 you know, working out this project, whether, you know, it's a morph and you're getting specific colors. I would imagine that, you know, there's that artistic side of, of a roaster where you're sort of blending these different things to get different tastes and whatnot. And, um, you know, whereas on, on the cafe side of it you're dealing with more with the people side of it which when you involve them they, they usually sucks <laughs> yeah well,
1: i mean yeah anything <laughs> with opinion. people <laughs> sucks yeah especially yeah. <laughs> reptile <I mean, laughs> yeah, we, we are horrible, horrible. <laughs> yeah. <Jeez>. good lord <laughs> yeah could i pick a better in- no <laughs> <laughs> Let me just alienate my entire customer all of them me, yeah <laughs> just uh, no. no uh no, I mean yeah, you're right it's it's a different set of problems um we mess with it a little bit like I mentioned earlier, where we do some uh some espresso machine and drip coffee maker service and repair and and things like that, so we lease equipment to cafes mm-hmm. right um which has its own fun sets of problems there, I can but imagine we don't have to deal with the customers, which is we get to deal with businesses for the most part. Of course, our online customers are online, but, um, you know, it, it, that's the reptop. Everybody's been great. We haven't had a problem with our uh, with our online customers. They're they're wonderful. Um, but dealing with somebody face to face before they've it's had all... their morning cup of coffee. Yeah, you I know, don't understand. You know? yeah, like you're just like,
2: setting yourself up for failure. failure. You screw it up. It seems like a bad idea.
1: I should like just <laughs> hand people coffee as they come in the door, right? Yeah, yeah like, that's yeah. where your booth should be, right, yeah, right at the door. Oh, that it is. We have been, yeah. So nice. at like Tinley and at St. Louis, yeah, we're we're right on the door. You should yeah. be outside where the line. is. I don't is. want <laughs> anybody to, to deal with anyone else before they've had their. coffee. That's that's just not fair to anybody. No, yeah, no, definitely no. not.
2: Eric's Eric's horrible. I am. I am. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm in a
0: straight up asshole. You, you, with, you, one
2: I, time he punched Rob yeah. in the face? Oh, it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> it's
0: it's <laughs> terrible. And then I'm like, you could. It's like what was that commercial where you would have they the ate the Snickers, Snickers bar? Yeah, yep. yeah that's <laughs> basically it. Yep, yeah. yep, yep.
1: <clears throat> what about Ethiopian pea, Ethiopian pea berry? I've never had Ethiopian pea berry. I've done like natural Ethiopian and washed ethiopians but i've never done ethiopian pea berry i mean Mm. i'm open to it but again once you start getting once you start getting into those like more exotic stuff it's a lot of investment for us right right. um and so i don't tend to like we haven't gotten to the point where we're profitable enough to like put aside that money to do like weird experimental stuff um or like stuff that I'll do I'll do small lots of stuff for like special occasions so like for instance and I know it might sound a sacrilege but I did it anyway and again it's my business I can do what I want, and do what I want. Um, <laughs> but, and we did a, a bourbon aged a bourbon barrel aged coffee for us ARC for the okay generation. oh so we did we did a small lot bourbon barrel aged coffee that we donated as part of the us arc auction so we'll do a little bit of um of weird stuff like that every once in a while, but it's usually just a one off run and it's what I can get in small, um, small packages. So, we, stuff like the Ethiopian pea berry, they're pretty, um, sought after. And so, I usually can't get them in quantities that make sense to me. They're mm-hmm. either in like one pound bags or in like the full. 150 pound bags right
0: so sounds like me and Patrick are gonna have to go in and buy coffee together yeah. <laughs> okay. we have the high-end tastes <laughs> i would say
2: it thank god eric missed that u.s arc auction because he would have been like special coffee <laughs> yeah. and then we'd be walking home because he would have sold the car yeah so
0: um what was it where was it? oh yeah how many oh here we go how many pour over cups will a pound of coffee make
1: Let's 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 see. That's a good question. Let's see. So
0: we're all terrible at math. So <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> a lot. All right. Somebody's gonna have to do. Yeah, somebody's gonna have to do some conversions. So uh, okay. twenty three grams is, is a twelve ounce cup of coffee. So uh, twenty three grams is how many ounces? Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this this got really interesting, this didn't got, it? Yeah, it's got really Everybody, pull out your calculators. Real yeah. quick. <laughs> 23 grams to ounces is 0.81. All right. Divide that by 12 ounces in a bag. Or, twelve. yeah, 12 ounces divided by. So
0: 0.81 divided by 12. I think it's the other way. Yeah, 12 divided by. 12 divided by 0.81. And all of our math teachers are ashamed of us. Listen. 14.81. So there you go. 15
1: cups. 14.81. exactly (laughs) around 15 cups around
2: 15 cups okay
1: if you do that that's a pour over that's 23 that's 1 to 15 23 to 350 milliliters 23 grams to 350 milliliters is one as uh or grams 23 grams to 350 grams Coffee bean digest.
0: Yeah, we we were talking about. See, that I told
2: you. Yeah. <laughs> First off, who the hell ever? Who thought of that? Like, who went? Yeah. You know what? This cat already ate this thing. Why don't I? You try know it? the
0: human the human race is in a good spot just when you can people. just <laughs> discover these type of things, right? Yeah. You think about it, and it. Like when we were hunter gatherers, we were just worried about food, shelter, <laughs> surviving the not winter, dying. yeah, not dying from predators. And then slowly we become civilized, and it's like, hmm, I, I wonder what that... the coffee would taste like
2: this way. <laughs> can I brew that cat? The thing a cat already ate. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, yep, I think that's my. I think. I, have you ever tasted that
2: civet no. coffee?
0: No. no. Yeah, that's
2: no. Like, I draw the line know. at civet. Yeah. So, so do
0: I. Yeah. I knew a civet. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you're uh, hungry, you'll try we, anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I would. I would definitely recommend being very careful as to your sourcing of civet coffee, Thank because you. Um, while they will naturally consume some coffee fruit. That is not a part of their normal not a main diet,
2: diet. yeah. So
1: yes. just be careful with your sourcing of. Uh, so I, I personally like. We're gonna do a podcast episode here coming up about why we don't promote Civic Coffee for that very reason because very there good. are people because it's so popular. It was on the uh the the movie uh, the bucket list the one with um
0: oh is that uh, oh really Jack Nicholson and yeah uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was like the on his the bucket voice. list was to try the civet coffee. Um, yeah. and it like exploded, exploded in popularity after that. After oh. that. But but that's not like, again, there's just not a whole lot of demand for it, right? Like yeah. or, there's not a whole lot of supply. There's right there, there increased the demand to so much that people actually started force feeding civets. I
2: was afraid of coffee that
1: coffee fruit to try and and try and meet the demand. And so uh, you just got to be careful where you source it from. I'm not saying don't do it. Just, just know where you're sourcing it. And that's, that's coffee in general. Like, I mean, we just talked yeah. about like, know yeah. where you're getting your coffee from. Cause just like a lot of industries, there's coffee has the potential to discriminate and to, you know, treat people very poorly for those coffees that aren't being sustainably sourced and mm-hmm. uh, aren't paying attention to that. And just the same way with the civets, just, be aware of where your coffee's coming from. Buy directly from roasters if you can, because those are the people that are going to be able to tell you where the coffee's coming from.
3: Right.
0: I, I I kind of have an idea of maybe where it came from, right? I think of my dogs, if we were like in desperate times and I only had a little bit of coffee and the dogs <laughs> ate the coffee, you know, you'd be like, uh, that's probably what happened. Probably I mean, <laughs> let's hope not. But can I eat it and can I smoke it? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. no, thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, so you have a YouTube channel, right? Do. Mm-hmm. And yes. a podcast that's on there, which is which is pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Um, so do you have plans with that as far as like I know you have I think you have a te- couple tutorials on there about how to do certain do. things. Yeah. Yeah. Are
1: we're, you gonna, gonna expand on that or yeah so we're we're kind of changing direction so actually i was editing a video earlier today talking about you know uh, opening up a little bit about what the channel direction is going to be going forward so what we want to do more we definitely want to keep the coffee content but we also want to incorporate a little bit more of the animal content which is something that we haven't done okay we've done we've done some like um coffee 101s in terms of what coffee plants are and what roasters are and and things right. like that. so the basic coffee information. Um, and we've done some like vlogging, like how to, how to vend a reptile show as a coffee vendor. And hmm. uh, our recent trip to Tenley, we did a, a couple of vlogs. So, uh, but we really want to open it up and do more like, here's a coffee to try. And also here's an animal adventure to go on, you know, and things like that. So, so yeah. doing a little bit of both and, Merging those people that m- might be there for coffee education and introducing them to animals and people that are there for the animals and introducing them to coffee and, and go back and forth. So so that's going to be the direction of the YouTube channel. Uh, we're also introducing, hopefully next week, a new series called Roaster Reacts, where McKendrick is going to give me things um, that <laughs> shouldn't be made of coffee okay. or, shouldn't, or shouldn't have coffee in it. And right. I'm going to react to them. Okay. So the first okay. one. Okay so the first one we've already filmed the first one and it is if you if you haven't noticed i am a bearded man yeah. and it is a rugged roast beard oil kit thing so it is a coffee beard oil uh, uh, and, uh, <laughs> coffee for your face okay Got Got it. so spoiler alert no
2: <laughs> no
1: it oh just, man! Was I big thought thumbs I was down. down. Yeah. In your face, not on your face. <laughs> right.
2: but, no, no, I can't. I mean, it, you you say you already smell like coffee anyway. Why do you want like to, to massage it yeah. in there?
1: <laughs> well, and and what? So the problem that I have again, as someone, as an individual who comes home smelling like coffee every day. Mm. um I know what coffee smells like <laughs> very <laughs> intimately in my soul. Right. I know what coffee smells like. And so what other people's impressions of what coffee smells like? <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't know where they're getting their coffee <laughs> from, but that does that does not um that does not smell like coffee. So, yeah. uh, you'll just have to you'll just have to watch. Yeah. The video. Oh, because, I can't wait to yeah, see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Coffee-infused soap is another one. I see the comment there, coffee-infused soap. Uh, now, I will say, mm. coffee grounds in soap works. So, okay. like, if you're, like, if you work with your hands a lot, uh-huh. um, and and uh, the coffee grounds exfoliate. Oh, like a grid, so, right? But like, yeah, if, you, yeah, if so. you made
2: the artisan soaps or something yeah, like that, yeah, where yeah. they have the, the high coffee grid. Coffee
1: grounds yeah. in itself, just don't try and make the soap smell like coffee. Just <laughs> make, like... Lavender with yeah. coffee grounds in it. Yeah, don't, don't, it, it's not going to go well. It's, it'll be great. It'll be, it'll be fine, but don't make <laughs> coffee espresso soap. It just,
0: <laughs> my dad swears by putting coffee grounds in his plants. He
1: swears. So by it. it works. I mean, yeah, it yeah. breaks down. So yeah. It, yeah. it actually increases the nitrogen in, in certain um, levels, right? You don't yeah. want to. Just, Every day you make coffee and you dump it in this poor little basil plant, and and you know it's, uh, it's yeah, yeah. all coffee grounds in it little pot. But no, it, it does help. It it uh, it's a good source of nitrogen. Yeah, and that's the secret to his used, green you know, thumb. Like, we figured it <laughs> out. You <laughs> see my plant? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, plant I love rose that. coffee. There you yeah, go. That's fake. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, I will walk into so he has sort of set up this like uh, little reptile room in his dining room, and it, he has probably more plants now that he's like a dart frog guy and uh those people he, yeah because he just <laughs> loves the whole natural setup he, he he's like you know like it's just that's probably where i get my creative brain from right you know um but uh he he's he, we can't figure it out like how the hell does he grow these plants and it's like dad what are you doing i'm not doing nothing i'm just watering them and I'm like god damn it <laughs> there's more to what you're doing or it they can't win. be that easy <laughs> he's <laughs> like i don't know this is just what i'm doing. And And then he did tell me that. He's like, Well, I do put coffee grounds in them sometimes. Like,
1: oh, okay. So hopefully, here in the next couple of months, hopefully by what October is that the next September, October? Arlington and Tenley will Mm -hmm. have a coffee ground compost. So it'll be, we're working with a, with a, like a, one of the bioactive uh, companies to do like a a mix of of like fifty percent, so it would be like a a fertilizer boost, not necessarily like a a substrate, but like you can add it to your plants that has some some compost as well as some coffee grounds in it. That uh that we're gonna be offering, hopefully by September, depending on how how the product development and everything is. We gotta do some testing and everything, of course, but um, yeah, that'll be coming soon because it it does like and and it also satisfies the soil and, and yeah. stuff like that. So that's cool. Yep. So it's very good for yeah. plants. Yeah. In moderation.
2: In right. mo- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything. Yeah. In moderation. Yeah, don't yeah. I no just don't want somebody coming back on the here. next
1: episode in the comments. <laughs> And being yeah. like, Trey from Cold Blood of Caffeine said, <laughs> I need to dump my coffee grounds in my plants. Yeah. And I don't
2: know what he's talking Everybody. about. I, I, that. I, poured, time. <laughs> I poured an entire pot of coffee on my plant right. and now it's dead. It's like, wait, <laughs> no one told you to do that.
1: Please, yeah. please don't do that. Please don't yes. do that. <laughs>
0: Good Lord. Uh, dealing with the internet. <clears throat> Oh, man. So um, we've had to put
2: disclaimers on things that we thought we'd never had to put disclaimers on. So, yep. yeah.
1: Yep. I'm a coffee vendor. You think a hot coffee? Like, you know, the whole like, yeah, oh, I know. Seinfeld? I get it. <laughs> I have to think about this stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: too hot. Yeah. I get
1: it.
0: So here's a question for you from a coffee point of view. What's your thoughts on James Hoffman?
1: I love James Hoffman. He's like my favorite person. Yes. I like oh, his his British accent, his yes. his like tone, his like delivery. Oh, James Hoffman every day for the win. Like, right. yeah. I don't. I don't really watch a lot of like coffee YouTube stuff, but I right. will watch every one of James Hoffman videos. Me too. Like it's it's great stuff. He's- and have you seen um the uh the uh, what is it the parody account um Haynes Hoffman? No. Yeah, <laughs> like, somebody did a parody of uh, like they'll do like um, bad advice or something like that, and they'll like mash together all of James Hoffman's videos to make like, just like ridiculous stuff. And 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 uh, it, oh, it's it's wonderful, and he's yeah. he's cool with it. Like he he knows us out there, and and that, again, that's why I like I like James's videos. Is he's like yeah, whatever, that's awesome, you know. He's <laughs> so kind of like Haynes Joffman. <laughs> <laughs> Haynes Joffman. I'm gonna have to
0: look that one up. Oh, and to give you an idea, he's kind of like – he's like if you had Nipper's personality, mm-hmm. right, with Nick's uh, – uh, like his whole background on Python. Like you know how okay, G- yeah, he the, gets the, about yeah. pythons?
1: Yeah. Yeah that's this guy Dude right? is serious about coffee coffee like, it, it it is. Just, oh my it, yeah
2: i think they're just some of those people that like you thought you were serious about coffee and then you meet yeah. them and you're like holy crap Ooh, yeah. he
1: literally wrote the book
0: yeah <laughs> he did multiple <laughs> ones <laughs> but this is the book the bible
2: several yeah. there you go yes yeah. all right best
1: coffee at home yeah that's awesome yeah so, literally, Dude literally wrote the book on coffee. Uh,
2: we, I upset Nipper because I constantly talk to him about tea <laughs> and how, like, if I were to make it and apparently it's completely wrong and he's tried to correct <laughs> me several times but, yeah.
0: Well, he's very much into, like, if he's going to drink coffee, it's espresso and has mm-hmm. that certain amount of creme on it and, you know, all that kind of stuff.
2: Talk, yeah, I mean, we us American heathens with our giant coffees and such. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I do so. You uh, do you add? What's your go-to coffee drink? Just straight black coffee, or mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, for the most part. Like, I there's nothing wrong with adding milk to coffee. So, Great. for first of all, there's nothing wrong with adding milk to coffee. Um, adding sugar to coffee is a diabolical sin. Okay. <laughs> No, just kidding. you go directly yeah. to do no. not pass go. do not do go not elect. collect you <laughs> go on. no yeah no, no, I'm um, so, no, I, I, I do drink black coffee um for the most part uh, I did have a latte this morning when i when I go to a new coffee place um mostly if I know I'm gonna go back I start mm. with their black coffee um, because that tells me it, that's probably their least served drink so most coffee places are going to be more espresso Based uh, mm-hmm. like more cafes are going to be more espresso based, so I, I want to see what their black coffee is because that's their base that's probably what the beans they're using for their espresso anyway. Let's see at its raw form what they're what they're working with but um i i, I will start with the black coffee I'll, I'll also get a latte to see how their espressos go. You can tell a lot about a cafe by how they pull their espresso um, so I start with black coffee, but I'll also do a latte okay yeah. okay um no. No no, 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 no! Straight to no, jail, no, Ryan. No, that's,
2: no, that's just sticky
1: sugar. Straight to up. jail, How dare you it is more, I, I don't know, but stop!
2: <laughs>
3: stop!
2: What was the? What was the? It, hurt uh, me. it was the, That was the guy, um the quarterback that's in the NFL draft, he adds, like, mayonnaise to his coffee. Yeah, that, and I'm like, that, what is I wrong
1: with you? I'm, I'm oh. a big football fan. It was Will Levis, wasn't it? it the, was yes, yes, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big college football fan, and what? I had to, You're, like, turn the TV off. Like, that boy has that, a
2: head injury that needs to be stop. diagnosed very quickly. Manage. Stop. <laughs>
1: stop. Yeah. No, okay, so I can yeah. I have to say this because I'm a coffee roaster, so, I, like, I put on this facade. Drink whatever coffee makes you happy. Like, right. I, seriously, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just messing around. Like, yeah. if, you, if you like the taste of your coffee, do 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 whatever. Um, I, I'm I drawing. Say, the, I'm
2: drawing the line at mayonnaise, man. That, mayonnaise no. <laughs> wrong. Like,
1: yeah. I think there's a health reason there. Like, there's got to be something. Something is wrong. Mayonnaise <laughs> goes on a sandwich. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, drink the coffee that you like. I do ask that if you do consume my coffee, try it black. It's like going to a nice restaurant yes. and ordering a steak, and then immediately in front of the chef pouring a one on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. just my- just try it. And then, if you're like, okay, I would prefer it with milk and and sugar, absolutely go for it. My sister
2: is a chef, and you try her food the way she put it down in front of you before you touch any salt and pepper, or she will take it away from you. (laughs) Like, you you have to try it, and then you may season it the way you want, but
1: you try Uh, it first. I I completely get that. Because, I mean, I do take a lot of effort to craft the coffee a certain way Mm -hmm. and the way that I envision it to be consumed. But again, I. Respect you drink coffee, you buy coffee, you drink it for pleasure. You know, right. it's not something that you have to have, you don't, right. you don't have to consume it every day. So, right. drink it the way you want, right? Depending on who you are. Eric might disagree. Eric's uh, no, Eric, Eric. I'm gonna take that the hard
0: stand for you, man. That's bullshit <laughs> yeah. drink it black. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you say what
0: you have to say, we can do what you, we want.
2: Yeah, we, we don't, we are hold to no one, right. yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: um. I think uh I think for me, right? Uh, this will just be what I throw out there. For a long time, I drank coffee that had to have like hazelnut creamer and sugar and all the shit. It was because I was drinking shit coffee that was made yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden if you just take the time to learn how to make a make it, well, however you make it, yeah. You know, you don't have to have fancy stuff. You can you can do it pretty reasonably. But anyway, if you make a good <laughs> cup of coffee, you you don't it's just to your point with the steak like this the steak itself is just cooked perfectly it's you know uh and it, it yeah, it's you just and, gotta find the right the right blend and and what you like, you know,
1: and I think a lot of people get used to that flavor like if like French vanilla or hazelnut mm. or something like that you get used to that flavor and then you yeah. correlate that with coffee and, and that's okay but again try it and it's not because coffee like specialty coffee like what we what we roast it has a lot of nuances um, mm-hmm. and it's not as as forward as like french vanilla or hazelnut but like when we when we say coffee notes on our bag um we we do really mean that like we we've taken the time to try and extract what that coffee palate tastes like to us and so we'll we'll ha- you'll have things like apricot and honey and you know nutmeg
2: whatever <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yep see comes right but, back around those, <laughs> those are
1: not additives those are tasting notes that we taste out of the coffee so there's a lot of delicate notes and a lot of um you know uh, flavors that are coming out of this specialty coffee that you might not get from a commodity grade coffee so yeah. that's why we say try it because a specialty coffee might actually not taste as well with the, those flavored creamers because there's other flavors that are competing with them, right, mm, yeah. <laughs> that that we, we've purposefully crafted to be in there that you might taste – it might taste off with your normal creamer. So.
2: And then I, you dump a ton of creamer in it th- until,
1: yeah. I think, it, I think I
0: went, I think, where was I at? I think I was so. So my dad used to harp on me for years about, it. he's like, why are you putting that shit in your coffee? Blah, blah, blah. And like, we went somewhere and I could only have it that way. And I drank it and I was like, oh my God, this is the best cup of coffee I ever had in my life. <laughs> and then uh, I never went back. But, uh, yeah. It uh, sounds like we're going to have to have a coffee coffee bar at Carpet Fest, and I'm going to change these people over like Jason right there. <laughs> we, can,
1: we can do it, man. Let me know. We did a coffee bar at Canova for their event. Oh, yeah? We can, okay. we can, we can hook you up. All right. We'll make mm. it happen.
2: Carpet cool. Fest yeah. is fun. I like that idea.
0: <laughs> it's <clears throat> Yeah, man. Like right up on my big coffee bar that I got there. Yeah.
1: Need we need something can, to keep uh, ourselves we up. We can hook you up. Yeah, but yeah, I had a similar story, Eric. I I had a, I I used to put stuff in my coffee as well back in my ignorant, you know, days, and uh, I had a an ex girlfriend that uh, bullied me into yeah. drinking manly coffee, right? <laughs> so I, I forced it down until I liked it, and now. No, I, I don't drink anything else. Yeah. And I'm no longer with that mean person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Still looking for a. Okay. Love coffee. Love finding good coffee. This was Owen's problem a little while ago. He couldn't drink coffee. I felt so bad for him. Yeah. 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 Um, can't find a decent decaf. Did decaf is tricky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Decaf is tricky um, because it. So. Maybe for those that don't know, there's no like naturally decaffeinated coffee. Like it's all post-harvest, post-process decaffeination, right? Mm. So you have to inherently change the coffee to make it decaf. Right Now, the old way of making decaf coffee is with chemicals. So you'll probably up until, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago, you would never, ever possibly see an organic decaf. Because it was impossible, right? You you, you would have to add chemicals to make it decaffeinated. Um, Now there are new processing methods that are coming out. Um, So if you're looking for a decaffeinated coffee that tastes similar to um, what what you would expect from the non-decaffeinated version, look for things like Swiss Mountain decaf, Swiss Water Mountain, Swiss Mountain Water, Swiss Water, Swiss Water decaf.
0: Something okay, like that. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's a it's a naturally decaffeinated coffee, um, and I don't know the the process. It's gotcha. way over my head, but <laughs> they can certify it as organic because it doesn't use chemicals. Wow, so it's an organic process for decaffeinated coffee. So, no.
3: um,
1: try to find Swiss water decaf coffee. Uh, it is significantly more expensive than like uh, you can get cheap decaf chemically decaffeinated coffee anywhere swiss mountain, swiss water whatever it's called swiss something swiss something um, swiss decaf. It. yeah uh,
2: <laughs> <and>
1: <laughs> it's uh it's better but uh it's gonna be more expensive so we do mm-hmm. have a decaf on the website um but it's and it's a, a it's it's a chemical but it's a natural chemical uh it's i can't remember what the what the terminology is but It's not Swiss water decaf, so I would suggest if you're trying to find a good decaf, try that first, and then maybe you can branch out there.
0: Americano, that's a good drink. I like that one. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. I, I, I like. I recommend Americanos for those that are looking for drip coffee out a lot of times because, again, like I said, um, a lot of places don't really pay a lot of attention to their drip coffee. Right. So an Americano <laughs> yeah. can actually be a better bet yeah. than uh, just get Swiss. hot. Yeah, that was a whole <laughs> other
0: world. Yeah. 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 Same thing. That's fine. Yeah. Swiss. Americans. <laughs> Americanos where they add water to an espresso it's espresso with water with hot yeah, water yeah. hot water yeah. ah,
2: was it i i used to work at a coffee shop in college for like the briefest of moments and there was always this guy who would come in and he'd order like a i think it was called like a red eye or an eye opener it was like straight black coffee with a couple shots of espresso i'm like damn dude don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a red just, eye right <laughs> oh yeah it was just like it was tall black coffee like, I think the first time it was like one shot of his and he kept coming. He goes, Not enough, more. I'm like, What
0: do you do? That's like, like was, uh, what was that Will Ferrell movie? Checked out. Yeah, <laughs> what was that Will Farrell movie where he was like coaching the kids and he he's like you can do half cap, half caffeine <laughs> half not and then he's like by the end of the movie he's like drinking it <laughs> just, <laughs> just like shots upon <laughs> shots, <laughs> shots <laughs> and <then>. short black <laughs> yeah I well what's a short black I never heard of it I heard of a long black I've heard of a
1: yeah so well so an Americano is usually a double shot with with hot water Okay, um, so
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Um does cold do a french roast style? Do you do a french roast style? Or what would, would you recommend like, for a
1: roast? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean the carpets and coffee is uh, similar to a french roast style. Mm. Um and, and so um we have a Papua New Guinea single origin on the website that's similar to a french roast style. How about Nocturnal? Uh, nocturnal is yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Mm-hmm. A french mm-hmm. roast. Style. There you go. Nocturnal. Yeah, so there's a couple of options. Any of our dark roast, anything labeled as dark roast is aimed to be a French roast style. Cool. Uh, we don't go all the way to Italian roast style. So, like, uh, I mean, there's, and those words are very arbitrary, by the way. There's no like standard as to what those, those mean. Right. Just know that, like, um, okay, so I'll, I'll give you a brief rundown of what that means to a coffee roaster. So, mm. um, anything. So, f- first of all, let's start with. Once you get to a certain point in the roast, um, coffee will pop like popcorn. So that's called first crack. So mm-hmm. usually it's between eight and ten minutes, and um, and so once it gets to that point, once the the internal bean temperature gets to a certain point and expands and and lets out moisture and gas, then it um, will pop like popcorn. Okay, that is first crack. So anything from that point to a about a minute and a half, maybe two minutes later would be considered a light roast. And I'm being very vague here, so it gets mm-hmm. a lot more specific than that. Like You talk about development time percentages and things like that. But just as a general rule, about a minute and a half to two minutes later, that's a light roast. Between two minutes and three minutes would be a medium roast. And then after you get a, past a medium roast, it will actually crack again. So that's second crack. Okay. So about between – so right around like – 435 degrees or generally speaking we aim for about four minutes after first crack Mm -hmm. that's second crack and that's when you start getting to like espressos and french roasts okay you can can push it even further and you can get up to like 450 degrees 460 degrees and that's when you're getting to that italian roast um realm but you got to be careful because there's like coffee coffee is Product like a agricultural product, it can mm-hmm. catch on fire at some point, right? <laughs> so you have, to, you have to be you're you're playing with like literal playing with fire at some point. So you, you we don't take it that far. First of all, um, we're a specialty coffee roaster, so we tend to roast lighter than a lot of your commodity coffees anyway, mm-hmm. um, because we're looking for some of those nuanced flavor notes. So the darkest we go is about around second crack. So most of the stuff that you see on our website is right around. Four hundred and thirty-five, four hundred and forty degrees, right at second crack, um, as as it's coming out of second crack. So that's our dark roast. Um, where does Turkish coffee fall? Um, uh, Turkish coffee is along those same lines. So most Turkish coffee is right at or right beyond second crack. Uh, okay. Turkish coffee tends to be a little darker mm-hmm. as well.
0: Is it harder to to get a good brew on a darker coffee? Is that? Um,
1: uh, not necessarily harder brew; it stales a lot faster. Okay, so freshness is impacted. Um, okay, so because the the cellulose of the bean itself is degraded, and because of the amount of uh, uh, porosity of the bean, at that point, it allows the the bean to off gas a lot faster and and oxygenate faster. So um, gotcha. it will go stale faster. So okay. it is more important if you do have. Um, dark roast coffee to do whole bean if possible. Cause that mm-hmm. will string it out just a little bit. If you grind dark roast and you're getting dark roast, it's going to stale fast.
0: Gotcha. What's the, what's the typical shelf life A month?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, so this coffee is a shelf stable item. So it, you can, yeah. I've tasted 20 year old coffee and I,
3: Right.
1: Yeah. It wasn't good. But just as a caveat, I'll say a number, but know that you're you're not gonna be harmed if you drink coffee beyond the date that I say. Most coffee most specialty coffee roasters will say a month to six weeks um, on the shelf life. Uh, and and that's why it's important. It is important to buy from a roaster, um, buy from the grocery store. By the time that grocery store gets it, puts it on the shelf, a lot of the time it's beyond that time period anyway. So just know that, you know, I mean, will you be able to tell the difference person who's just getting into coffee at six weeks versus four weeks? Probably not. No I mean, it, Honestly, probably not. <clears throat> but are you There's- getting what you paid for at that point? Right. No. Right. There's there's some things, some work that the roaster put into it uh, that that are best. But there's also on the front end, depending on the style of coffee that you're making, that you want it to rest for a little while. So yeah. um, we don't recommend drinking coffee within the first 24 hours of roasting because uh-huh. you do want it to off gas and release that carbon dioxide. Obviously, that doesn't really apply to anyone here because by the time <laughs> you order it and I ship it to you, none of you are here like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, waiting at the roaster <laughs> for me to finish it. It's probably going to be more than 24 hours. Um, but okay. espresso, if you're brewing for espresso, you want to wait for at least a week before because it it will impact uh, the the pressure and the the way the the water goes through the puck if it's releasing gas because you don't want it to bloom right as much you don't want to bloom so um, if it's if it's doing that then that's not going to be good for your coffee Uh, it's going to create channels in the puck and you're going to have less than an optimal um uh, extraction so right
0: yeah, there's been a couple people that they were shopping for coffee in my store, and I'm like, you don't want this. This is yeah, terrible. Was, <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, there, there are very good, reputable brands. Yeah, sure. Like Stumptown, Intelligentsia. There's a bunch of really good brands that you'll see, especially coffee roasters in grocery stores. Right. I know you work at a grocery store. <laughs> Go online and order the coffee straight. Hundred percent. That's what I do. You know? <laughs> but <laughs>
2: that's,
3: that's why you're
1: like
2: they they're, they're never going to get it in time coffee. eric knows for 100% they don't get it in time
0: well yeah. it depends <laughs> right is there certain people that they that they don't they're not they're just looking at it as it's instead of drinking a red bull to drink a coffee in the morning it's just the thing you know what i mean, I mean it's not necessarily and then there's people like you know that are a little bit geekier like myself that like are looking for that uh, so so my friend we're uh, the one. The one guy I work with. He he's very into craft beer. He brews his own beers, and it's so similar the two worlds of like, you know, just like oh, this if you do this this way and uh, use these special things. And I, I, I don't know anything about uh, making beer, but I just know from like what he's what how he talks about it. It's very similar. And yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna make myself. a... How dare you, Robert Sanka? Good. God, <laughs> what have we become? Um, all right. <clears throat> I guess we're almost at the, well, yeah, much two, at the hour two hour mark. mark. Yeah. Wow. Um, so obviously, if people are listening to this, they know where to go. But if you're just stumbling upon us, where can they go to buy
1: coffee from you guys? Yeah. So you can check us out at coldbloodedcaffeine.com. And uh, we're at, as I mentioned earlier, we've been all the NARBC shows except for Schomburg. Okay. Um, because I live in Charleston and I cannot drive to Chicago area four times a year. So I'm fine.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I will not do I'm, it. I mean, it's like Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I draw
1: a line. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's Um There's two sections on the website, our signature coffee. So anything with our branding on it, and then the affiliate coffee of which the carpets and coffee is ooh, there. There we go. One of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nice. uh, yeah, you can check it out there. Um, and uh Yeah.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you for Thank you. coming yeah. on and uh, yeah, anything we can do ever to help you. Anything, whatever, man. We'll we we happily, back. We,
2: we will happily <laughs> yeah. drink coffee for you. Yeah.
0: So far, yeah, my Connor. favorite. I, I'm slowly going through all of them to try them all. Um, yeah. <clears throat> because what I do is I do like a little thing for the Patreons where I'll sort of like talk about the coffee that I, that I got. Sort of. Yeah do a little write up on it but um so far mine's been the nicaraguan honey uh processed one that's been my favorite yeah i I like that one a
1: lot that's that's a good one because it's it's interesting and it's complex and it's got a lot of those notes that can ease people into specialty coffee but like i said it's it's not like overwhelmingly like oh this doesn't taste like coffee right I, i tried some coffees that are like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Almost a tower, like, like a tower beer. Like, I don't know right. if you've ever had a sour. Yeah, beer. Like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So, uh, so yeah, uh, I enjoy the Nicaraguan honey. Just know for those, like, uh, I should actually add a caveat as, as well as to say um, as a commodity item and as an agricultural product, a lot of times these coffees don't come in all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So, like the Nicaraguan honey, I don't know when the next time it's going to come in. So, if you like a particular coffee, make sure that you get it. When, when it's available, because some of those things will go away and we'll replace it with something new and interesting, too. But just just know that as right. with any commodity item, I can't guarantee that we'll always have a Nicaraguan honey in stock. So.
0: And I will say this last thing, because I said this before on Carpets and Coffee, and I think you guys talked about it when you were on Snakes and Stogies, was um, yeah. you do do a subscription, right? Yes, you you do. yes. Yeah. So I do. Yes. So I was looking for it, like, you know, uh, subscribe. But it's like, if you go under the individual coffee, you can buy it as a one-time or you can, you, can. you know. Yep bring it down as a a subscription.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I think that was the only way that we could find out how to do it was to do it on the individual coffee. So you could... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you have, like, if you do want the subscription and you're like, okay, I ever want to change the subscription, you get a link once you subscribe and you can go in and you can edit that subscription and change it. Oh, nice, okay. So if you you ever want to do that. So it's not like you subscribe to a coffee package, you subscribe to an individual coffee, but it's always editable and you can edit the frequency and everything as well. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. Very That's cool. awesome. All right. And what was the YouTube channel again? Yeah. Cold Blood Caffeine. Cold that Blood that Caffeine. Yeah. Cold yeah. Blood yeah. Caffeine on Everywhere. Cold Every blood everywhere. Caffeine Podcast, <laughs> Instagram. I don't know. Yeah, all, like, of do all of it. We do a TikTok at some point. I don't <laughs> know. We'll D- it D- out. Don't
2: don't do that. You <laughs> keep a- dancing. I'll sell out for some you, for some.
1: No, <laughs> gotta-
2: yeah, I think I you should do it, here. I have 100%. no shame. Got it. All right.
0: right. We won't do it, but you should do it. Yeah, you <laughs> should.
2: Yeah.
0: Especially, man. I, yeah, that's a good idea, man. You should yeah. jump on that. Apparently you get like fifteen thousand views in the first couple of minutes. of uh, Whatever. Yeah. So, um, all right, man. Uh, appreciate uh, yep. appreciate you coming and uh, talking coffee with us. And uh, absolutely, yeah. Glad to be on. Appreciate yeah. you guys. Yeah. All right, man. And uh, that will be all for us. And we will see you next week with Craig Trumbauer on
2: Yes Radio right. Python That's, Radio Herp History Herp History. So that should
0: be cool. Talking about uh, his books, his herping, his whole. Experiences and the reptile business since, and I did order these two books for you, Owen. But unfortunately, they won't be there till Monday. Damn
2: it! <laughs> um, yeah. It's all right. I did Not finish. I finished Lizard King, so. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so we could do
0: a thing on that. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, dude, I, the entire like last chapter was nothing but Martin's aquarium, and I'm like, I live right near there.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're excited about that blue mountain.
1: <laughs> there you go. We'll make it happen. There you
0: all go. Right. I'm all excited right. to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good one, and we will see you next time. Okay. Bye, everyone.